Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff we might just talk about on the radio by going to freetalklive.com, creating an account, logging in. It's all free. And then uh, you find stuff on the internet that you think is interesting, hop on over to freetalklive.com, submit it to the site. Then other listeners will see it. They'll check it out. They'll decide whether they like it or not. And then the most liked of uh, the various different submissions within a certain window of time will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see it and therefore more likely to discuss it on the air. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive as we go to your phone calls about what you want. Jason is in Colorado. He's on Free Talk Live to start things out tonight. Hello, Jason. Hey, gentlemen, I'd like to finish my series on economics. I want like to talk about the dollar uh, for a few moments. Okay, sure. The, the fiat dollar, the, uh, the dollar that they just can print from thin air. That's the one. Because the didn't one in you, your did, wallet, probably. Didn't a dollar used to mean like a certain amount of silver? Uh, back in the – from the late 1800s to, to the origination of – until 1933, the dollar was about – worth about just a little bit over $20. Well, I'm sorry. One uh, twenty dollars was worth one ounce of gold. You could walk into a bank, slap a twenty dollars and a quarter on the table, and the bank would, teller would actually give you an ounce of gold in exchange. I thought the term dollar actually at one point applied to a certain amount of silver. It's I guess. from a Dutch uh, from a Dutch word, uh, you know, meaning yeah. some weight. Yeah, it comes silver. from it comes from like Count Schlick of uh, you know somewhere in Europe. Uh, it was called Yalochtum's Tallers. Taller is the word for valley in whatever language it was. And he was uh, so successful at printing his uh, his money that they started calling them Yalochtum's Tallers, and then that turned into dollar, and that's kind of the history of it. But it used to be a unit of weight of metal. Okay, so today you're talking about the fiat version of the dollar. Yes, yes. Okay. I want to talk to the dollar from the, from the turn of the century, last century, and to the present. And I really just have two points to make. You know, we've many listeners have heard that the dollar – has lost over 95% of its purchasing power since the Fed was created around 1913 or 1914. Yep, I've and heard that. that's a true statement. But that's even worse because you and I and Mark know that uh, we've been talking all week about how the CPI and all those government figures are even fudged. So it's probably even worse than that. I know a couple more percentage. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that time uh, I've been talking about inflation versus deflation. And I'm trying to tell everybody to ignore the arguments for deflation. The only way we'll ever get a deflation is if the FDIC can't bail out banks and the Fed stops buying treasuries. When that day does come, you do want to own dollars because your dollars will actually be worth more if they ever do that. But in the meantime, until that time, I want everybody to know that it's inflation. And this loss of 95 percent since 1914 includes the Great Depression in which the dollar did actually gain purchasing power because uh, banks went out of business and the money supply was, was shrunk. Got it. Okay, so that's the first point. The second point is uh, there is a there's a thing now back to the future or to the present. There is a thing called the dollar index, and I just want to explain that briefly. The dollar index is the dollar versus a basket of other other currencies. That's uh, the euro, the British pound, the Swiss franc, the yen, and it's uh, it's purport it's uh, weighted according to how much trade the U.S. does with each of those areas. So. 
um, the euro is actually 57% of the dollar index. So, so what that means is if you see the dollar index, which is currently at 82, if you see that go down to 80 or 70, then what that really means is the dollar versus the currencies of Europe have essentially, I mean, it's, it's gotten weaker than the euro. And if you've seen all the strife in Europe lately with Greece and soon to be Spain, Portugal, Italy, mm-hmm. and the rest of them, you're actually going to see the dollar uh, actually rise against these currencies in, 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 in uh, worth. Yeah, However, actually what it's doing is uh, falling more slowly in, in value than <laughs> those European currencies. Interesting. That's right. You could use the parachuting. They're all, they're all jumped out of the airplane mark, and they've just pulled their chutes at different times. So when it, other, when it appears the dollar is rising in relation to the euro, it's just because they're both falling and the dollar falling slower. That's right. Or another analogy is you're looking through the window at the cancer ward, mm-hmm. and you're watching all the people walk around with cancer, and some of them look like they're in remission but they all really still have cancer. That's, they're all headed to zero. They're all headed to death. Mm-hmm. And the dollar just sometimes looks stronger. So I'm trying to say don't, don't fall for the strong dollar argument. It's, uh, it's bogus. Interesting. Very good. What else did you want to share? Uh, so so uh, one last point on that. On the, in, back in the 80s was the last time that the Fed actually came in, right? When, when there was the inflation of the 70s, uh, Chairman Volcker came in and he raised interest rates. Now, I think the free market should set interest rates, but let's set that aside from it. So Chairman Volcker set the uh, interest rates really high. You know, that's when people had loans for like 18, 19, 20%. So he set the interest rates high enough to encourage people to save. That was the last time the dollar was actually strong versus everything. So around 80 through 84, the dollar, because everybody started saving because the interest rates are so high and they didn't want to take out loans, the dollar actually went all the way up to this this index number up to 160. That's its all-time high is 160. We're Mm -hmm. currently at 82. So you can see that the dollar just uh, relative to the other cancer patients or the other parachuters, it's lost half of its value just in, in respect to the others. So when you hear that the dollar index has gone up, just remember that it used to be at 160, now it's at 80. So don't don't fall for uh, you know the U.S. has a strong dollar. Very interesting. I never even heard of the dollar index <laughs> before tonight. So thank you for uh, for illuminating yeah. me on that, Jason. Ian, and, can, yes. Can I make one one sure. last? Can I switch topics really quick? It'll oh, be quick. Ones. Go ahead. Uh, have you have you, I just was looking for a video on my phone this afternoon, and it it was by an artist called MIA, and it was a video called Born Free. Are you aware of this? Uh, there's an old song named uh, called Born Free. Is it like a remake? Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at the webcam, so I can see by your faces that you have not seen this. So can I describe this for a minute? It was like the most right ahead. insane anti-American government video I think I've ever seen. It was uh, I saw it originally on Lou Rockwell, but I just learned that it was been banned. So what banned you from see, where? You see, it's ba- uh, I'm sorry, it's banned from YouTube. You can find it on other Whoa. sources by just typing in MIA born free and you'll you'll find it. But it's YouTube banned it because of anti I guess the it's got some very serious graphic violence in it, but that's not the real main point of the of the video. So it starts off with a bunch of uh, mass SWAT team guys riding around, kind of bouncing around the back of the vehicle. And you, there's a camera shot where you see this vehicle. It looks like it's leaving Los Angeles because I recognize the skyline. It's leaving Los Angeles on kind of like a highway. Somewhere near downtown L.A., they go into a very industrial uh, or just kind of run-down apartment complex. And the SWAT team guys, there's guys overwatching the vans and the vehicles, 
and these guys just start kicking in ran- what seemingly random doors in this apartment. And the scenes that are happening inside the apartments, they're kicking, of course, no warrants, none of that stuff. There's, uh, there's we don't a, need the stinking uh, warrants. A, huh? We don't need those stinking warrants. No, they don't need no stinking, especially when they got the guns and everything. So they kick in these doors, and in one of the scenes, there's a, there's a fat couple having sex. That's that's graphic, so I, I know that's why some of some people don't like it. And then and then the next door they kick in. There's an old man smoking pot, and he's not harming anybody. He's just sitting there smoking. But what you get the impression is these guys aren't finding what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They finally kick in another door, and there's this redheaded kid, and they grab him. Kind of looks like he, maybe you're thinking he's a young punk drug dealer or something like that. They grab him. They haul him off to the to the van where the Overwatch is, and that's at the first point. This is when the video like actually makes sense. You see a bunch of redheads. Everybody on the prison bus is a redhead just like this kid. Hmm. And they start driving. None of them are saying nothing. They eventually go out to looks like the Mojave Desert. And uh, one of the cops, you know, gestures them to, to go to run, you know, run. And they all kind of stand there in disobedience, uh, saying, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. And one of the cops pulls out. These guys all have their American flags and all that kind of stuff on their on their uh, uniforms. No mm-hmm. names, of course. And this one guy pulls out a gun and just blows this like twelve year old away in the head. I'll tell you what. Uh, you and can then, tell the rest of the story here in a moment if you'd like. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Born free, apparently the name of the video. M I A. See, uh, we can pull that up maybe during the break. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those, including our listening options, live streams, webcam, listening uh, listening lines as well. You can call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Plus, we've got our new uh, satellite channel for the Liberty Radio Network. It's all there at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com, and it's all for free. Hey, government is a wonderful thing, but you already know that. Well, unless you weren't paying attention in the government school that they forced you to uh, to attend, that they controlled and Force your parents to pay for by regularly threatening to steal their home. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. Schoolsucksproject.com. Jason is on the line in Colorado telling us about a video that apparently has been banned from YouTube uh, by a, an artist called MIA, the song title Born Free. The description so far includes a very paramilitary kind of uh, SWAT team force coming in, raiding a building in kind of a ghetto uh, area, and 
basically ignoring people who are smoking pot or drug, doing some sort of drug. I'm, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be pot. Uh, we were just like tobacco to me, watching but, you know. some of it during uh, the the break there. Uh, they they bust up some uh, some people having sex and uh, but they they you know after being somewhat violent with them they they leave them and then they find a redheaded kid take him and put him on a bus with some other redheaded kids and that's where you were going to continue the story. Yeah, so they put him on the bus and they eventually drive him out to like a desert scene looks like the Mojave Desert and they urge him to to just you know run go and they don't they don't comply so one of the officers pulls out a pistol and just blows this kid away and i mean it's very graphic i mean it's like uh saving private ryan graphic he just blows this kid away he's like maybe 12 years old and the rest of them get the idea okay uh we're going to get killed if we don't run so they start running and then the the scene kind of pulls out and you see these these kids all they're all redheaded and they're basically running and it turns out to be a minefield and they're basically mm. just running in slow motion and then some of them are blowing up and it's really graphic there's body parts going everywhere so i don't suggest anybody watch it that's going to get real turned off by that and and that's pretty much how it ends but the point that i wanted to make about this there's there's three points uh first this this directly ties into discussion that's happened a few nights ago about the military and the police getting together and uh, becoming closer, you could almost see what you what, what I picture is uh, is CIA type rendition abductions, and just basically these people are just being corralled. And the term that comes to my mind is insurgent. This is when you hear the word insurgent, and there's no definition or terrorist. You, it turns out that if you're just a redheaded kid in this video, you are an insurgent, and that's the kind. Of, I mean, it's. It's just got to be like that in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is probably the criteria they use. There's a guy with a towel on his head. Let's go get him. Yeah, you know, um, and during in the early days of the Iraq invasion, that's exactly what the the kind of people they threw in Abu Ghraib. Um, they just they had so many people, and it was more than ten thousand people in a in a prison designed for like one. Um, they just had them stacked up in there. But uh, I don't think that's how it's going right now in Afghanistan or Iraq. I don't think that's they're doing those level of roundups. Um, but I'm, I imagine not that you would know you're not there. Eh, yeah, I, but I'm paying attention to the news on it. Okay. Uh, so here's what I would say to that. I guess the skeptic would come out and say, well, come on now. This, this is ludicrous. I mean, nobody's going to be rounding up redheaded kids in, uh, in America. I mean, come on, what are you talking about? This is hyper hyperbolic. What would you say to that, Jason? I don't know. I don't know, Ian. I think that there was a roundup called the, uh, the World War II roundup of Japanese. Yeah, but they didn't uh, force them to run through minefields. They just kept them in uh, little camps where they were safe. Yeah, just keeping them safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, safe, safe from themselves, right? <laughs> no, but no, I think I that. Mean, oh, go ahead. The, like you said, you, when you mentioned Albert Grab, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's the uh, the sick. And trust me, and I know I was in the military. I got out of the military. The, the sick people that join the the police in the military. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's. It, it's uh, uh, um, they're making they're they're glo not glorifying they are uh, emphasizing the the sickest amongst them and they're showing you what can happen. I mean, I mean, I agree. Do we have to remember that there was a Hitler that, that right. took people and gassed them. Yes, uh, it, right. And and really, things aren't that far off from this uh, this particular vision here in that they are rounding up people in this country. They're called so-called so illegal immigrants, and they're targeting them because usually because of the color of their skin. Well, if you uh, if, if, if you can imagine what it's like when the INS descends on one of these factories um, where, you know, legal 
illegal, um, you know, whatever you want to call them. Some people, some people that are citizens, some people that are, uh, you know, naturalized, and some people that are undocumented work. You can imagine what the just the scenes like. Everybody put on the wall. Everybody put down on the floor. Scary. If you don't go it's fast enough, you get uh, you get bashed or hit or clobbered with something. Yeah, um, it's it's gotta be. You got to lay there until they they've you know decided that you're you're legitimate. Sure, and we've we've heard stories about SWAT teams coming into people's homes, uh, looking for a little bag of pot, and terrorizing families, shooting people, uh, killing children, shooting dogs, uh, holding a, a family at gunpoint and forcing them to lay on the floor for hours at a time. So really, I mean, we're only talking about a difference in degrees, right? I mean, right now they're rounding up people, calling them illegal immigrants, and the story is that they're taking them to detention centers, but... If you get more power, these people are aggregating more power over time to themselves, the government people. And as you point out, uh, Jason, they're militarizing the police and the, pol- uh, the, the military is becoming uh, more police-like. And so all of these uh, – you know, it's going in this direction, I guess is what I'm saying. If you get more power aggregated to these organizations, then the sickos are going to be ever the more attracted to them as though they aren't already. The sickest of the sick will uh, rise through the ranks. And before you know it, you could have – some kind of an execution situation like this, whether it's legal or not, is another question. But they could do it, and very little would happen to them. Yeah, and and I've read that the the, the singer in MIA, the, the singer I guess is famous for some of the soundtrack from the Slumdog Millionaire. So so she's very popular as far as I know, and uh, and so they. She is. Uh, she she has refused to comment on the video. This is the interesting part. She's not saying what the video, why she made the video, what it means to her. I think that all of the listeners of Free Talk Live can look in this video and see a whole host of things, from the rendition of forces, you know, how people are treated in Iraq to the police state in America. It's all wrapped up there. And I think it's actually quite smart of her to keep quiet about what it actually means yeah that way you can make your own make your own decisions the video is exhilarating i you know i don't know what else you can whatever else you decide to say about it it's uh it's amazing to watch it gets your blood pumping oh and do we need to mention uh the videos that have come out of iraq with these sickos these soldiers and the uh, the private mercenaries just shooting up people just shooting them there was another one in the back of a truck just laying out just loading bullets into people there's another one recently that uh i I read um uh an explanation of i didn't get to see it because uh out of my house, seeing videos isn't that easy. But uh, supposedly, uh, you know, two soldiers essentially were getting ready to blow up an IED, and uh, an Iraqi woman was coming by. And of course, she didn't, you know, she was oblivious to what these two soldiers were doing. They were kind of chuckled to themselves and blew it up as she walked by. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, horrible. Thanks, Jason, for the call tonight. I appreciate the heads Thank up on guys. that. Uh, yeah, you can go and find this MIA Born Free. It comes up on Vimeo. And I would guess the reason why it's been banned from YouTube is because there is full frontal nudity, ne- naked people in it. Yeah. Uh, and YouTube doesn't like that, so whatever. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Thank goodness we have the internet where there's more than one choice for video streaming. All right, more coming up here. You can take control. 800-259-9231. More budgetary issues in California coming up. Hey, everybody. Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. 
A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Don't forget, we got a lot of features there, including our news updates. You get signed up, we keep you in the loop when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Get your updates in your preferred manner, whether you like the email option or perhaps Twitter or Facebook. We've got all three, so go and get signed up for free at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Every uh, contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains how to use the rules of the judicial system, how to file forms, get evidence, move the court, Set hearings, do research, draft pleadings. It's all in there. It's all created by a doctor of jurisprudence who wanted to show you how to protect yourself from members of his profession. This course will allow you to fight your battles in court if you wish to do so. Um, it's jurisdictionary.com. I've taken the uh, the course. It is awesome, and I feel like I'm better armed for uh, uh, some kind of court case. It's jurisdictionary.com. All right, so uh, the toll-free number here again, 800-259-9231. As uh, we continue here, uh, news out of California from the Associated Press. We've reported in the past that certain state governments around the country are doing far worse than others. I mean, they're all in, in bad shape. They're all fiscally irresponsible, and they steal, so that's they don't really have to be too responsible. But unlike the federal government, the state governments don't have the luxury of being able to print out money. Uh, so therefore, they there is some level of... I don't know if accountability is the right word, but there is some level of financial control over what they can and can't do, right? I guess that's, yeah, they're not as out of control as the uh, the federal government. Right. And so California has been having a pretty tough time. And so they've been looking for ways to, of course, government, the government people don't want to actually cut the size of government. Uh, so they're always trying to figure out a way to, uh, you know, increase the funding, uh, avoid taxing more people more because already I think lots of places in California have like a nine point nine point five percent sales tax. Uh, they're already they don't know what else to do. Yeah, they're, they're already they're looking at sin taxes. Can we can sure. we tax soda pop more? Oh, they're talking anything? about legalizing marijuana. This, there, uh, there's a there's a ballot measure this year to legalize fully legalize marijuana because they know they can get money from taxes for sure. it. So all of a sudden, the oh, it, it used to be bad to smoke marijuana, but now, well, it's not so bad anymore because we need the money. Uh, that's pretty much what they're doing. And another proposal that's been on the table is from the uh, governor is that uh, he was going to reduce state workers to minimum wage while the state remains without a budget. However, a judge uh, robed person in, uh, in California on Friday, de- de- today, uh, declined to force the state controller to comply with the order by the governor to pay state workers minimum wage while they remain without a budget. Sacramento County Superior Court Judge Marlette 
denied the administration's request for a temporary restraining order that would have forced the controller to pay the federal minimum wage immediately to about 200,000 state workers. He ruled that it would cause too much harm to their employees. Deputy Controller Hallie Jordan said the decision means state workers will continue to receive their full wages in July and August. And uh, they go on to talk about how great that is uh, for their for their employees. So, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they feel that's the, that that's the truth. Yeah. So earlier this month, uh, the state appeals court had ruled in favor of uh, the governor. It said that he has the authority to order minimum wage for civil service workers because the state has not passed a budget for the current fiscal year, which started July 1st. So they're already two weeks into their uh, their fiscal year, and they they're just they're not even. It's interesting how just budget. a judge can tell the governor that he can't do something, isn't it? Mm. Schwarzenegger's order would cover about 200,000 of the state's workforce of 237,000 who would be... I wonder what the... What are the other 37,000 doing? And what, what Are those just like the administrators? Is it basically... If you're, an, if you're an administrator in the government's bureaucracy that you, you, know, you get your pay, you're okay, <laughs> but the other guys, they get cut... Uh, they would be paid the federal minimum of $7.25 per hour if the courts ultimately find in his favor. Salaried managers who aren't paid on an hourly basis would see their pay cut to $455 per week. If wages are cut in the future, employees would be reimbursed once a budget is passed and signed. <laughs> so even if it were to actually occur, it would only be a temporary measure. So they're, they're still going to take care of their own, at least for now, while they, uh, while they still can. They'll do everything they can not to upset their, their unions, because if the state unions get all upset at the, uh, the state government, then you get a real mess on your hands, right? It's not good. I mean, I don't know precisely what they can do, but... Well, they would not show up to work and things like that, and... Would... That's what I was kind of hoping for. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... But it, it, it looks real bad for them, right, when that sort of stuff happens, and if it's happening across the board, across the whole state... California has to, I believe it has to be uh, two-thirds of their legislature or whatever has to approve the budget. So they have a pretty rigorous budget that they have to approve. And, it's, and, and California is kind of an example as to how why it is that sort of the republic Republican form of government just still doesn't work. I mean, what do you mean? Well, their budget has to be approved by something like two-thirds, I, I think. It might even be three-quarters. It's some high, super majority. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind a Republican form of government, and I generally, you know, am, am for that, is that um, you you make some kind of super. If if we could just get a few enough of these legislators to, uh, if if we made the threshold high enough, that then the laws would be you know more just and and things like that. But in California, I mean, it's got to be the largest state government in America, um, one of the yeah. the most expensive, uh, one of the 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 least uh, spendthrift, and. They've had this budget in their constitution the whole way through, so it doesn't work. Meaning, meaning what you're saying is that even though they have this very high bar, they're still able to somehow grow or another they get it pushed through. You know, tremendously, they, they threaten the, uh, the, yeah. the 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 small government Republicans that are in there. All those small government Republicans, they say, "Well, you know, the state mm-hmm. government isn't going to work if you don't vote for this." So pretty much, it's going to have to come down to raising taxes, right? I mean, they there's no real way for them to. They're not going to cut spending. Yeah, they're not going to cut. Because they, they feel obligated to all these government employees to keep them employed. So they're going to have to raise taxes. And there's only so much that you can uh, you can extract from the poorest of the poor as far as 
hitting them with speeding tickets and things like that. I mean, certainly enforcement of those sorts of things is up around the country. Uh, the piddly little crap that they bust people for uh, certainly hurts poor people more than it does proportionately than it does uh, than it does rich people. But there's only so much blood you can get from that stone. Uh, in this case, they're going to have to raise taxes, and that's going to do well. It's going to drive people out of California. Rush Limbaugh just left uh, New York City. Sold I heard his, about Sold that. his condominium. He's out true? of there. So he's not doing any shows from New York anymore. Why would he? Why would Why would you leave if you were? I mean, why would you go to New York City if you were Rush Limbaugh? I don't know. I mean, you've got this giant compound in West Palm Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. um, where you don't have to leave if you want. Your twenty-year-old you wife. Or if you whatever. want hookers and blow, you just send out one of your minions to go get them, and uh, they bring them back. So he just he just lives on a little, uh, you know, very secure compound in West Palm. Hmm. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. So as the California situation gets worse, as Illinois gets worse, as these various different state governments around the country uh, and governments around the world uh, crack down and create more taxes and increase taxes and uh, just make things all the more difficult to live, it's going to make... It's going to make what we've got here all the more attractive, don't you think, Mark? I mean, the, the, the small, much smaller by comparison government in New Hampshire. I mean, in New Hampshire, I remember from the 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire that's available at the uh, Free State Project's website. There's, I think New Hampshire has the lowest ratio of government bureaucrats to actual productive people of the entire country. And I think it's in the top and in the bottom five as far as uh, uh, you know, tax, tax burden on the individual. Mm-hmm. I've heard one and I've heard... High, uh, you know, higher numbers than that. So, right. Or 50th. And then so, I've heard uh, higher numbers. Than so that. really, I mean, we've already got some good things happening here. I mean, the Free State Project has chosen New Hampshire. We've got hundreds of people that have made the move here already. Hundreds more and thousands more. Over 10,000 are pledged to come. We've got more coming every single week. And well, as the as the political folks uh, start getting more active and, and having more success, they've already had some success. And they've they've been pretty successful just kind of stopping the growth of government in some ways. In a couple areas, they've rolled it back a little bit. But imagine them rolling back some more taxes, like the meals tax or uh, or other things like that. Stuff, stuff it's going to make New Hampshire that much more yeah. competitive. Corporate taxes, because sure. I know they do have some sort of a corporate tax in yeah. New Hampshire. All those things need to be rolled back. Yeah, getting getting rid of that stuff is going to make it very attractive to move your your company from California or these other places up to here, which means more jobs, more attractions. What more happened in Michigan? More economics, etc. More. Uh, you come up. You, your call's coming up next. Free talk. Line. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by voluntarily becoming an amplifier as little as three bucks a month is all it takes. You get access to perks like the Amp Only Commercial Free Podcast. You get the Amp Only Call In Lines Forum and more. Get all signed up for uh, with any major credit card or alternative options. PayPal as well over at amp.freetalklive.com. 
And your AMP dollar is going to benefit uh, the folks over at the Liberty Radio Network as well, helping those guys out. I uh, just was talking to the, the guys from Liberty on Tour, libertyontour.com, Adam and Pete. We've had them on the show a number of times in the last couple of weeks because, well, it's convenient. They, they live right next door. I'm kind of camping out in their motor motorhome here in my uh, the studio driveway. And so we've had them on the show to talk about what they're getting ready to do. They're going to be going around the country, uh, traveling 13 weeks to 13 cities. And while they're in each city, they will be engaging in activism. Uh, they'll also, of course, be socializing with the liberty-minded folks there and driving around, I'm sure, in MARV, their uh, mobile authority resistance vehicle. And as a result of all that, they're going to be exposing MARV quite a bit. So they're selling advertisements on MARV, and I think they're almost sold out. So if you are somebody who is a representative somehow of a liberty-oriented group or organization and you want to get on MARV, you probably should get in touch with the Liberty on Tour guys at libertyontour.com. Uh, but they came to me, and of course I said, yeah, absolutely, let's let's get on board. And so I I purchased ads for Free Keen and, uh, and uh, Free Talk Live and the Liberty Radio Network. So basically we're going to have the Liberty Radio Network banner plastered right on the back and on the side of Marv, which is going to expose not just Free Talk Live, but also expose uh, some of the other great shows that we have there. Are there on the network at LRN.fm. So that's thanks to listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers. Your three bucks a month makes a big difference for us. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and thank you in advance for that. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, we were just talking about the uh, the Free State Project a moment ago and how it is that these different state governments around the country are just making things all the more arduous for business owners and individuals and increasing enforcement of silly nonsense stuff like zoning code violations and stop sign violations, you know, marijuana arrests, things, things like that, trying to, the best they can to turn uh, figuratively, if you will, turn you upside down and shake out your pockets. You know, just trying to get every last dime from you that they possibly can. Well, they run an extraordinarily inefficient organization. All governments do. They don't have the same motivations that companies do. Lean and mean in government? It's ludicrous. So they they have to find ways to just take the money from you where they can. So it's going to result in more people coming here to New Hampshire, which is great news. So if you haven't signed up yet, head on over to freestateproject.org. Get on board, because if you are anything like me, you see that wherever you are, it's probably not true that liberty is advancing in any way, shape, or form. And if you want to have a chance at that actually happening during your lifetime, maybe it would be a good idea to get together with other people who are of a like mindset. Head on over to freestateproject.org. One of those guys, uh, one of the men uh, of, uh, we've got men and women here, by the way, but uh, one of those folks who has joined the Free State Project and has made the move to New Hampshire has joined us here tonight, Dale from anarchyinyourhead.com. Uh, welcome. Good evening. Hi. Wasn't sure if you were going to make it tonight. Is everything okay? Everything is fine. Just I'm just spaced out? I'm, yeah. <laughs> You're in the midst of making that movie, so I understand. Uh, that, that, that is actually the reason why I'm late. I, it's, it's not a good reason, but... That's right. Good to have you here anyway. Uh, and, and something that's actually been happening here in New Hampshire since we're on the topic is this, this schism that has, has risen its ugly head again. Oh, I'm the ambassador of the schism. Th- that's why I waited so, for you to come here tonight yeah, so we I'm can the, talk about this. I'm the self-appointed ambassador of the schism. Uh, and, and, and it's kind of been our observation, Dale, uh, that over time this, this schism between – it's perceived, right? It's, I don't know if it really exists – I think maybe it exists in some people's minds, but for me it doesn't feel that way. But the schism is between people who are active solely in politics versus those who are active solely in not politics. Things like uh, civil disobedience or 
I think the schism exists between people who just can't get their noses out of the other side's business. Like you know, it's it's sort of like um, there are plenty of people who are content to do what they're doing, and you know maybe they don't. You know, I'm I'm one of the people I don't have faith in politics. I don't have faith in courts and stuff like that. But you know, I kind of like you know. Go ahead and prove me wrong, and do do your thing. Prove me wrong, and everything. I'm right. Fine you don't with take that. a dump on somebody. I'm because not gonna. They wanna... I'm not gonna spend my time like badgering them about what they're doing, and right because it's not necessarily the. I used to describe it as kind of an inside the system versus outside the system schism, but that's not really true because civil disobedience is still kind of, I mean, depending on how you do it, non-cooperation is still inside the system. You're just not doing it through the traditional obedient means. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know if I'd call it inside the system. I mean, I think it's just a case of, well, the other thing, too, is I'm, I, I, I hesitate to jump immediately to civil disobedience because I think there's a false dichotomy that if you're not doing politics and court cases – then the al- the alternative is civil disobedience, and that's what uh, outside the system is. But in fact, I think that's just one thing that's probably the most attention getting thing, and that's why it gets that's why that dichotomy seems to exist. That false dichotomy is because the really attention getting stuff is when someone gets arrested because they're not dri- having, they don't have a driver's license or something. But there's there's plenty of uh, I think there's things like media which is not working inside the system necessarily. There's things like uh, you know, other forms of outreach. There's things like agorism. There are things. There's also um, levels of civil disobedience that don't go all up, up. That don't include getting arrested. You know, there's the whole notion of well, I'm going to disobey up until they threaten me with arrest, and then I'll comply so to avoid arrest, kind of thing. So there's like all sorts of th- different things that people can do short of. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of things that that. That working outside the system includes other than civil disobedience, and that's a false dichotomy. So. I, th- I think you're probably right, Dale, that civil disobedience generally isn't inside the system. But one could make the argument that uh, people engage, some people engage in civil disobedience with the intention that it will change the system eventually. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really inside the system because you aren't really doing things by the way they have prescribed for you to do. You can stand outside of a house and throw rocks at it until it changes. So um, you can affect the house from the outside. So you so you would say that civil disobedience is always outside the system. I'm not willing to necessarily say that, but I mean the the um, what you just said was that uh, some people do civil disobedience uh, from you know with the intent of of the system changing at some. I point I think in the that's future. actually yeah that's a perception that a lot of inside the system people have is that if you're doing it, you're trying to change laws and things. You're just doing it in a different way. And um, and and I don't know. Maybe it's really new age <laughs> in the world of activism. But a lot of people now, I think the people that, that I'm involved with, they're not so much thinking about. They don't care what's on the paper. Like the piece of paper says, we're going to do this if you do that. And you know, they they write a law and say that that's their justification to do bad things to people, right? Oh, we wrote it down and you violated it, so now we're going to do bad things to you. And that's their justification system. But to someone who's outside the system, that's just their little game that they play. Essentially, someone who's doing – I think a lot of people doing civil disobedience are looking at it as, I just want to change their behavior. I want to get them to yes. stop hurting innocent people. If they have to play a little game, and their own little game to, that changes their behavior, then, then they can do that. But I right. think a lot of people are saying, look, that is a game they're playing, and that doesn't justify what they're doing. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that completely. In fact, you can look at their laws, their statutes, their ordinances, and you can see there are a number of them that are on the books that are just plain not enforced. Sure, they could enforce the law that says you can't play sports on a Sunday, that you can't do business on a Sunday. They could enforce these laws. I They're think that still law may there. Have, may have actually been pulled off the books this year. 
Okay, well, whatever. But you're you know, looking at you, it, but yeah. you know what, what I'm saying. There yes. are these laws on the books that are just simply not enforced, and so the the I agree with you, Dale. That I think most of the people doing civil disobedience just want to live free, and uh, some of them want to get arrested, some of them don't. I think it all depends on who you talk to and who you ask and what their goals are. But I think that non cooperation generally is kind of an inside the system, but an unusual inside the system approach. Because when, for instance, I for if I don't pay uh, a fine that they issue me for some arbitrary nonsense, then that's that's still a choice that I've I've made. Perhaps it's not one of the choices that the system has given to me, but it's not like I'm not showing up for the court. I'm going to the court. I'm just not going to cooperate with them. I'm not going to go along with what they're uh, what they're demanding. So, is that inside the system or or not? Uh, I, well, I, yeah, I guess it depends on your motivations. If your goal is to change change the system well no that's uh, not no know. no i wasn't even talking about the goal i was talking about if you are non-cooperating in that for instance they send you the ticket right you get a ticket it says you must plead guilty or not guilty or no contest and send the money to this and this so they give you three choices and if i chose zero of those three if i chose none of those three choices if i choose to non-cooperate and 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 go my own path i don't think it's inside the system it's not inside though. the system even I mean, though i'm I, still I, going to court to call it inside the system, it has to be some acknowledgement. Even if you say you're just playing the game to accomplish something, like you don't, you might say you don't believe in it. There are people who are doing inside the system activism who are anti-statist, like they don't believe in the system, but they're playing the game because they feel like they can sort of make it work against itself or something like that, or use the system itself to shrink it or something like that. And uh, I think that's that sort of acknowledgement of the system in order to play the game for a little while is inside the system. So would you say that maybe you'd have to kind of voluntarily choose to engage in the system for it to be inside the system, whereas if the system is aggressing against you and you involuntarily show up at court because you're under duress, that's not really inside the system? I don't think so. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. My worst day ever? I'm waiting in this crazy line at the DMV. So I'm checking the web. Zero responses to my new resume. My 98% compatibility match now just wants to be friends. And hackers have taken over my Facebook account. I just thought, has the whole world turned against me? It's not the whole world that's turned against you. It's the Internet. Private, inaccurate, or unflattering information posted about you online can hurt your reputation, your career, and even your relationships. But now, help is available. It's called Reputation Defender. Reputation Defender controls your privacy online and manages how you look when someone Googles you. Reputation Defender continuously monitors everything about you on the web, including 40 social networks. It also removes your personal information from websites that collect and sell it, protecting your privacy. Go to MyReputation.com or call us at 877-720-6497. 877-720-6497. Use promo code BLACK for a special discount on our revolutionary service. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You can influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air simply by uh, going to freetalklive.com and submitting different show prep suggestions uh, other listeners will then vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestions, and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. 
We are uh, certainly willing to take your calls about anything. In the meantime, we'll talk about uh, other stuff like what's happening up here in New Hampshire. Of course, uh, we are, the three of us are all members of the Free State Project. We picked up our lives and made the move, in our case, across the country uh, to come here to New Hampshire and get active for liberty. And one of the things we found in the process of uh, being around the largest liberty movement that uh, of its kind, I mean, there's nothing else like this out there in the world, people who love freedom coming from around the country and around the world to gather here in New Hampshire and to get active for liberty. And that uh, that large number of activists is unprecedented. I mean, across the country, there are thousands of people that love freedom enough to get active, but they're distributed, they're dispersed all, all over the place. So in any given area, there's maybe only four, ten... 12 people that actually believe in liberty enough to do something about it and that usually ends up meaning they just go and meet once in a while and have some dinner and talk about freedom right there's a synergy to it when uh, you get people that are willing to do stuff around people that are willing to do stuff then you'll find that they you know stuff they happens. all do more yeah. and things happen and then people that would not have necessarily done something where they are move here they get excited the the local populace yeah. gets excited and more and more things are happening for liberty all the time Oh, sorry, Dale. I'm sorry. Let me try to turn your mic on. That's what I'm really enjoying is is seeing local people getting caught up in the movement. And a lot of them in Keene, especially. Right. And a lot of the locals end up being some of the best activists. At least that's been my observation because they're more established. They've uh, they've got, uh, you know, their ties are already here and it's just easier for them to get out and, and do more. Uh, so it's really you know, the synergy has been great, and there have been so much that has been spawned from all these liberty activists coming here. New organizations within the system, inside the system, uh, doing stuff. A, a tremendous level of civil disobedience, stuff that has been absolutely unprecedented before in the liberty movement. Before New Hampshire, before the Free State Project, can anybody tell me of any significant instances of civil disobedience from a pro-liberty perspective? I mean, within the liberty movement, I understand that you could say that, you know, Rosa Parks, that was pro-liberty and that they wanted to be free from uh, the, the oppressive uh, Jim Crow laws, etc. But, uh, I mean, of today's modern era liberty movement, uh, is there anything that came before New Hampshire's? I, I certainly I haven't heard of it. I mean, Not much. It, it was, it, that's what, I, it was um, hearing about some of the bolder acts of civil disobedience that got me off my butt and that were happening here you up mean. here yeah, yeah. uh you know me too. so that, i mean that's that's what really made me got a fire under my butt to move yes and um, that's that's the truth for me as well and so the real real question is how many other people have had that fire lit and are on their way up like as we speak now i think you could make the argument that uh, the the civil rights activism of the 60s and the uh the activism of uh, gandhi and in, in in india were were pro liberty activism from from a point of view that's what i was saying yeah i mean but, you know I mean, they, of this generation kind of within the last 30 years yeah they they just you know those those people tended to be people that you know saw the world from a more socialistic standpoint um, so the results of their um, activism, even though it was for liberty, ended up being, you know, in a lot of cases, more government. I'd say it's like they, they were on to something, you know, certainly the the Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. They were certainly they had a, a great vision and they were implementing that vision, but they didn't have really, I think. It, it, and of course, this is my opinion. I says all I can do is is a really consistent view of of. The fair treatment of people, which would involve acknowledging everyone's rights, and that means rejecting this these monopoly forms of government. And that, then there was the failure to acknowledge that all those problems that were real that they were addressing and that they addressed very well with civil disobedience and with that entire the entire movement was they they failed to acknowledge the root of the problem, which came down to these violent governments. 
So, sure. so you've got all this stuff going on now, and of course the media creation as well. There's radio, there's TV, there's newsprint, there's blogs. Lots of different ways to get the word out about freedom also happening here that's drawing more folks. So as people get here, well, what we've ended up finding out is that some of them don't get along so well, right? Because you get hundreds of people together. It's inevitable that not all of them are going to appreciate uh, one another. That's just, hum- that's just human beings being human beings. And uh, so one of the kind of the, the negative sides of this has been this, this supposed schism uh, where certain people who have a real uh, – take a real offense – to an activism style, specifically, say, the uh, the political types that are just strictly inside the system, political types uh, that are offended by the fact that people would do civil disobedience. That uh, well, you, they're, they're offended that not everybody wants to do the exact well, same. Or they may not like the way you're doing it. Uh, right, they... so they critique you, and, and, uh, and nonetheless, there is this... Uh, there is this supposed schism, but I think it's only between a few people. But unfortunately, those some of those people I, I have respect for. Uh, and well, I, it, it's difficult for me because we've got a gentleman named Dennis who calls this show uh, from time to time. And he works with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. And I've never said anything bad about the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Uh, have I, Mark? I mean, you've been sitting here with me the whole time, right? I can't remember anything like that. No, no. I and and recently I've talked about the political uh, people having success. Back a couple of years ago, I was pretty skeptical about politics, and I said, "You're just going to have to prove it to me, Dennis." And so they proved it. Uh, they proved that uh, the po- political system here in New Hampshire, as slow and as arduous and as uh, inefficient as it might be, has actually had a rollback. They had the knife legislation repeal. Or the knife legislation went through that made it so that all knives are legal to carry in in New Hampshire, and I see that as a, as a major success story. So I've I've t- I've touted that, given whatever opportunity I could to tout it. And we let Dennis, you know, Dennis calls in. We let him talk about all the political things that are happening. And Should we encourage him to call in? Right. I've, I've been nothing more than encouraging toward him. But yet, uh, like a year ago, he pulled freekeen.com down from his website. He's got this site called Free State Blogs that aggregates different blog sites from around New Hampshire. He I, think I, got, I think I got pulled maybe even earlier than that. I'm I not bet you sure. did. I, I know Andrew Keenan had used to be on it. And I don't know when it got pulled. It was just sort of like... I get, you know, it just did. Just unceremoniously pulled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, I think he gave me a heads up that he was doing it, or I saw some somewhere that it was happening. But that's fine. You know, you've got your blog. You can have whatever you want on it. That that, that didn't sure. bother me at all. Uh, but this this one bothers me a little bit. Uh, there's a guest blog by Ziggy, and the guest blog, blog was posted by Dennis. So Z- Ziggy sent this to Dennis. Now, Ziggy doesn't live in New Hampshire. Ziggy lives in the United Kingdom, and he's a, a previous caller to this program. So my point here being that Dennis posted this. He saw this post from Ziggy and said, I want to post this to my blog. It's called... Well, all you have to do apparently is agree with Dennis and then you'll get on his blog. Isn't that how people, <laughs> isn't that how people are, though? I mean... Yeah, but, but I, well, this, there's... But the, yeah, okay, This is ahead. an example of where the schism really is. The schism is in the minds of the, uh, the most political folks who are offended by the fact that people aren't doing politics. There are people, I think, on the other side who don't like pol- the political action, but they don't get on their blogs and bitch and moan well, about no, it. That's, let me address that, too, because you know, I've, I have made... What I believe to be constructive criticism of certain acts of, of like civil disobedience or just certain um, out, uh, protests or, or, or certain activities. You know, I've said I'm not a big fan of the bullhorn being used excessively and things like that. And I've expressed what I think is constructive criticism. I express my opinion. And, uh, you know, people go ahead and do it anyway. And I kind of realize they probably would. And then I let it go. So 
it's it's important to understand that you can believe that something isn't in fact isn't effective. You can express your opinion that it's not effective. And uh, here I am, the ambassador of the schism, saying, "Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I didn't think we should have had a bullhorn and uh, and a 420 protest just like all the other days on the day of the pumpkin festival. And that was just an opinion. And I expressed the opinion. I didn't think we should do it. And then people said they were going. They people did it anyway. I still showed up and filmed it and and went ahead with things. And I the point is, I didn't act like the sky was falling because I didn't get my way." You know, yep. I had an opinion. I disagreed with people. I did not. I did not endlessly whine and rant and act like the sky is going to fall because I didn't get my way. And you still because had din- the, dinner with them later on, right? I mean, you still. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I blogged it. I I filmed it. There's, or videoed it. Yeah. There's <laughs> different uh, points in why one would make more noise if one's a politico. If you're a politico, maybe you want to create relationships with other people who are in the political process, and separating yourself from the outside the system activists can be beneficial. Yeah, but the, okay, way. fine. So th- they're the ones that want to separate themselves. I'm not interested in separating myself from them. I'm willing to help them. I'm willing Same to here. work with them. But it's they who are, are wanting to separate. The title of this story is The Free Keen Cult. It's Free Talk Live. In the decades to come... Hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's uh, 800-259-9231. And you can enjoy the features on our website for free, like our webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you will see us and hear us. Uh, in uh, I, I would, what I would say is fairly decent quality, uh, and it's all free. And our chat room is there, too, so you can interact with other listeners at the same time as you watch and listen to the show. Head on over to cam.freetalklive.com. It is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. That's right. MemoryDealers.com is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2. X2s that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there at up to 99% off of list price. They're uh, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're going to talk about the cult of Free Keen, what I would say is a very divisive uh, a divisive post that was made here on a local uh, blog as we're talking about the activism movement here in New Hampshire where certain people just don't apparently want to get along with one another. We'll go uh, first, though, to your calls. Nick is in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Nick in California, going once. Nick in California, going twice. All right, 800-259-9231. In that case, we will talk about the cult of Free Keen. Uh, I say we're not a cult, by the way, but we do have naked dark rituals around a campfire at my house. Yeah, I've been there. Other than that, we're not a cult. Uh, so, so Ziggy, who has uh, many, has called the show many time in the past, although it's rare, it's rare that we hear from him these days. This is the same guy who I guess was a libertarian and then decided he wasn't li- a libertarian and then decided he was a libertarian again. And so, and, and, and from that post, you can tell he's still state. He's a statist. Well, I think that he um, status, he gets on his blog and he he writes what it's what's on his mind at the time. And I can totally see how somebody, you know, I wh- have you are you a libertarian? 
I don't know if I would use that term anymore. Uh, Voluntarist. But you were one once, right? Sure, sure. So, I mean, you know, so people can move through the the sort of the strata deciding what they are and what they aren't, right? Right. Well, I guess, okay, once you've come to the understanding that you shouldn't be using aggressive force against somebody else, against peaceful people, I don't think you can come back from that. I I, I mean, maybe it's possible. Right. He never got to that point. Exactly. So, anyway, let's get to this here uh, from freestateblogs.net. A few months ago, when the Free State Project reached 10,000 signers, I wrote You've a got piece. to do it with a Cockney accent. You want to do it then? No, I sound like I'm from Australia. Okay. I wrote a piece saying that it's only inevitable that the more, the more the number participating in the Free State Project, the greater the interpretations of libertarians that will be advocated, and there will be some who will be unhappy with that. There already seems to be something of a rift within the Free State Project between those libertarians who campaign within the political system and those who campaign by undertaking civil disobedience. And again, I think that riff really doesn't uh, it really doesn't exist significantly beyond maybe a, a handful of folks. But, uh, but but I could be wrong about that. Typically, those who work within the political system are the constitutional libertarian persuasion, and typically who under typically those who undertake civil disobedience tend to be those of the anarchist persuasion. And I don't know that I entirely agree with that one either. I mean, uh, I think that I think that people right, I think that people that undertake the uh, the the outside the system stuff do tend to be folks that might call themselves anarchists. But by no means would I say that most of the anarchists um, in in Keene or in, in in the state of New Hampshire are undertaking civil disobedience uh, exclusively i wouldn't say that most of the free staters i wouldn't say um you know most of the the libertarians that are uh undertaking political stuff are constitutionalists i think there's a lot of uh, of things going on here i think that there are very few people that are doing exclusively uh, civil disobedience and outside the system activism and I think that uh, you know the riff is if there's a riff there's a few people that uh, a few other people wish would tone it down. But it's making those few people are making a lot of hullabaloo about it. I can and it see the value in like doing it. Bigger. You're gonna you're gonna see more of this as you read more of this article. But what I was saying when I said you know if you get, as long as you agree with Dennis, you can get on his blog. What I mean by that is this is just so horrendously horribly written. In terms of just being so full of grammar errors yeah, and just so sloppy, he, I almost wonder if he just put a little effort into it, he might could have caught all, you know, just made it a lot cleaner post. I think but he just cut just and pasted. It's not, it's not necessarily like a, a really meaningful opinion. You know, it's, okay, here's someone who agrees with me. I'm going to give them space on my blog. They don't write well. They're not very convincing. It's full of grammar errors, but I'm going to give them space on my blog because they agree with me. And it just reeks of desperation. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> and I hear you making excuses for them, Mark, uh, for the, the people that are doing this, people like Dennis that are actively Try attacking, that are actively attacking uh, people who have been allies in the past. And I have no, I have no bad blood toward Dennis. I saw him at uh, the local por- the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I said hi to him. And, and like I said, I let him on the air here to talk about the, uh, the political things that are going on. I've praised uh, some of the political things. And this is how I'm rewarded by an attack piece on his blog. I mean, the, 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 uh, the gentleman earlier who attacked... Uh, uh, Matt Simon attacked uh, the political activists for doing, or excuse me, attacked the civil disobedience folks for doing the 420 celebrations. He understood later on that that was a bad move because a lot of people who were kind of had their feet in both camps who maybe support the civil disobedience but don't do it themselves. Like there's a lot of people out there who do politics, but they like the fact that civil disobedience is being done. And so they support it that were upset by the, this kind of harsh tone, this angry tone that, uh, that people like Dennis are taking towards the uh, the other side of the movement 
It's and, unnecessary. But they, uh, there's the if scene, you want to impress the politicos, just do what they want you to do and go and and you know lick them or whatever it is that you do to impress the politicos. I don't know that politicos. that's entirely. Uh, I don't Kiss know that, their boots. It's, it's the um, the scene and the unseen, right? What what Matt Simon saw was, um, you know, he he ostracized the outside the system activists and he saw the the reaction to that ostracism. What he didn't see was how much uh, you know favor he may have may or may not have. And I don't know. I'm not claiming to have known. Yeah, you can't curried with those in conquered who make the decisions See, on whether you, or not uh, yeah. medical marijuana and uh, i mean why would know. they be reading uh the the free staters blogs it seems very unlikely that these politicos in Concord they're trying to impress would in any way be following the internal mechanisms and the goings on of this movement doesn't that seem pretty i don't unlikely? know i mean people yeah, I, I don't know, know. honestly I mean, there's there, they, the <laughs> nhla um dennis was touting an article where nhla is getting the attention of certain of some I guess fairly high-profile politicians that at least wanted to show up and be heard at the NHLA, some NHLA event. Uh, I can't. That's I don't the know New the Hampshire details. Liberty Alliance, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And uh, and so maybe they are. I don't know. Well, right. Maybe I, they're when reading. When I posted a- my one post uh, regarding speed or uh, parking tickets here in Keene, mm-hmm. I had a guest post on uh, Free Keene because I am not a, a full-time blogger there. Right. Um, I got uh, I got two emails the next day from local politicos. I know these people are uh, reading the blog. I, I mean, <laughs> you're wrong when you say they're not. I just think it's sad, Mark. So basically what you're saying is you think it's okay for these people who at, in, in the past have relied on the assistance of people who are maybe more favored. I think favored. you're taking it too seriously. I would beat up your straw man to get whatever it is that I need to get from the political side, and you ought to smile and take it because what I'm going to get is more freedom. I ought to smile and just let yeah. you make false accusations and uh, and and libel against um, my what, friends. What libel and false accusations that were a cult. To? How about that? Well, I, I this this is uh, th- that particular comment is uh, it's that's hyperbolic. what you're, you're supporting. That, I was say, actually, no, though, the freaking cult is that Dennis's um, label of this. No, uh, I, believe, email? I believe that that's I that, think that's that Ziggy's. That's yeah. Ziggy's. But he's oh, putting okay. it on his blog. Yeah, yeah, he he's is, featuring yeah. it on his blog. And you, you well, so because, you're not defending this, or are you defending this? Mark? I think it I'm defending like what of it is accurate, and not defending what is not accurate. That's all. Okay, so so you wouldn't defend name calling then? I don't think name calling necessarily is is going to be the uh, no. I don't think it's the highest form of, uh, of of conversation here, and I don't think that. So it, you're just saying that you think that they should come out publicly against what is uh, what they disagree with if they feel it's beneficial. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian and Dale. And Mark. Join Dale on his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. You'll get some great uh, liberty oriented cartoons as well as the occasional blog post and video. Uh, head over to anarchyinyourhead.com and enjoy that. Also, our website, freetalklive.com. And we've got a lot of features there that are completely free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can go back years for free in our archive section 
at freetalklive.com. We're talking about uh, certain activists up here in the liberty movement that are on the attack uh, against activism that they disagree with. It's one thing to disagree with activists uh, that are your your brethren that supposedly hold similar values as you. It's one thing to uh, pleasantly disagree with it. And Mark, you're saying you support that, and I do. You know that's fine. You're welcome to air your grievances and disagreements. But to uh, to attack the character, to attack uh, the the people that are involved personally in uh, in the the other side of the movement, I think is is kind of sad. And you don't support that, do you, Mark? I, if, if I don't see that, I don't see any value in it. Okay, particularly uh, so even if it gets you ahead with the 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 people you're trying to impress and conquer. Well, it depends on how much it would get you ahead. I see. So you're willing to completely sacrifice any kind of meaningful relationships you might have had uh, with other activists that are at the same level as you in order to kiss the boot of uh, of a politician. What is an l- activist at the same level? Like they, they're not a politician, right? They're not above you, like the poli- your masters in uh, in politics. I don't know that the uh, politicians are um, are are above or behind. I think you're dodging my question. Um, you know, I, I I think look, man, if I had to, dis- how many of your friends are you willing to kick to the curb in order to impress a politician? Nine. You're a jerk. <laughs> anyway, we're going to continue here with freestateblogs.net, uh, the free keen do, do cult. That, do you think that this is just an act? I, see, I don't get that impression that it's just it's just an act that Dennis does to to stay in the good light of politicians. I mean, I'm sure he is. He I'm is sure definitely he's interested thoroughly, in staying. I'm sure he's thoroughly annoyed by some of the activism that goes on, and I have been too. Um, I think that uh, he has the the luxury of being able to uh, cast aspersions from afar. I do not have that. Mm-hmm. The people that um, are, you know have done much of this activism are my friends, so it's a difficult well, scenario a for me. Those people to... were his friends. I mean, I, I've always I understand, considered but myself they're friends a friend from afar. You understand the difference between a friend who is geographically close? And yeah. One, yeah. I mean, it's, okay. You know, I go about my daily life dealing with uh, with these people, and I may or may not agree with every bit of activism that they do, but I see them. And I talk to them. And yeah, but so, do you, would you? But I don't. I, but see, I, maybe it's just my take. But I don't. I don't see you being chicken little like Dennis about it. Like I don't see you being as dr- melodramatic about it as Dennis. What? Is. Like the the sky is falling. We're gonna lose. Yeah. We're gonna lose liberty. Based I mean, on, sure. You've I've, I, you've expressed opinions about disagreeing with something or that something's not effective well, or or even counterproductive. I've done the same thing. I've expressed opinions, but I don't. I don't run around. The sky's falling. The sky's I'm trying falling. to look at it as objectively as I possibly can. I want to know if civil disobedience is the single best way to find change uh, towards liberty, and I don't believe it is. Uh, I'd like to be able to analytically sit from the sidelines and say, you know, that's true, and then, then heck, I might go about doing some of it. Um, and the the best, it seems to me, the best example of uh, th- there are several successes that I can see um, regarding civil disobedience here in New Hampshire being done from a freedom a- um, standpoint. But what I see is that uh, you know, say, marijuana activism has not, at the very least, has not adversely affected uh, marijuana freedom, uh, you know, being pushed through the legislature. There is a right in in study right now in uh, you know one of their committees. They're studying legalization or something darn a, 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 a high level of uh, decriminalization I'm, i guess i shouldn't have said legalization and but, that's despite having a 420 celebration on the the courts or the uh right, the house which so steps. many people howled about right. um you know and I, I i did not participate in the 420 that celebration i didn't go to them <laughs> when one of my political friends said that they felt that, that it was uh, adversely affecting their uh, their particular type that's of one of the things that, I, I love that that event happened that they had people posted watching the event in case anything erupted like any kind of craziness erupted or whatever and nothing did and so i think it was one of these things where we like 
oh, wow, we, we, we made a big false alarm over nothing, and now we realize that, in fact, these are peaceful people and that you know this was uncalled for. I'll tell you what, we'll get back to this here in a moment. Uh, we'll continue the Free Keen cult discussion. But first, we go to Tony listening to the TJ Network in Jackson, Tennessee. Hello, Tony. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you're on a good topic right there, but I've got two topics, but I want to touch on the topic. You're talking about legalization of marijuana. Sure. Uh, the, of course, we know the drug cartel is getting marijuana across the uh, into the Arizona border and, and into California, and it's making its way down Interstate 40 through Jackson and places like that, Jackson, Tennessee. But wh- what what a lot of folks are missing out on is the uh, tax revenue that would actually be generated through the sale of marijuana if it was legalized. And also it would free up our court dockets for little minor cases of someone having maybe like a quarter bag of weed or something on them. I think a lot of people but, people realize that than you think and just don't care. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but what what the, the, an older generation should realize that uh, if if it is legalized, that everyone will benefit from the tax revenue from marijuana. Well, I, I don't know how much anyone benefits from tax marijuana. revenue. I mean, it's it's sort of it's sort of mitigable. I think that people bureaucrats would actually do. Uh, bureaucrats <laughs> do. I think right. I think that people would uh, would actually benefit more if marijuana was decriminalized to the point that you could you know just possess it and not uh, pay any taxes on it all. However, I think that the path to marijuana uh, legalization in this country is probably going to travel through uh, sin tax land. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, uh, Tony. In that the politicians will likely the, the politicians will likely find what you're saying to be very persuasive. I, on the other hand, could not in any way support taxing anything. So uh, I would just rather see de- full decrim where people can just grow and sell and not have to worry about paying some government that, bureaucrat. That, that, that is that is a that is a good way to look at it too, right there. But one thing else I want to touch on, and I know you guys may have other callers. Uh, but we, we've been having a problem uh, in Milan, Tennessee, which is also known as Gibson, Tennessee. It's just right off of Interstate 40, just uh, just uh, north of Interstate 40. The Milan Army Ammunition Plant is uh, doing away with 700 jobs there so they can bring in and store uranium. And uh, at one time, that, that place in, in Milan, Tennessee, employed, uh, man, over 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people. We've lost so many jobs in this region, in Jackson, Tennessee, and in Milan and Humboldt, and those areas like the Henderson, Tennessee, Lexington, due to factories shutting down, due to the workforce going to Mexico in order to save a buck or two. That is, it is absolutely, it, it has killed our economy here. Well, there's no, you don't have to point your finger any further than the federal government and the state I'm governments, state governments. Uh, for creating regulations that make it difficult to do business here in this country, that make it so that business owners uh, want to go somewhere else. If it weren't for the minimum wage and weren't for all the various different OSHA regulations and various local regulations, uh, th- it would be possible to do that business here in America. But the government bureaucrats, in order to keep you safe, have uh, basically kicked all the industry out of the, you know, the country. That you're talking. About. It, is, it is. It is terrible. It is terrible. Although it is. It is. You know, the town Jackson and Milan and, and Humboldt. These areas. They are good towns to visit. Jackson is a good tourist town. It's just right off of Interstate 40. Runs right through. It's just 80 miles east of Memphis. But uh, folks need to come here and visit. But we we need to find some way to get jobs back into America. We need to start buying American products. Look on the boxes and look and see the UPC labels and see that's, where the that's, origin that's is. That's only the a patch. It's not really going to solve the problem. 
uh, because as the government people continue to increase regulations and controls, then more more products will be outsourced. Uh, the, the the real solution is to secede from the United States, uh, so that way you don't have the federal government's controls and regulations and taxes on local business, and then to uh, essentially eliminate as much of the, the local governments as you possibly can to where people can actually be free again and the marketplace can actually uh, function without having these government bureaucrats telling everybody what to do. Or That's the, federal the problem. Gov- or the federal government can get all its regulations and, and taxes off of these manufacturers. And then That's not going to happen, Mark. I understand it's not. Uh, secession is going to happen? I'd say it's far more likely. I think secession is far more likely than the federal government to actually roll itself back. Uh, and I thank you, by the way, for the call tonight, uh, Tony. Yeah, I have to agree. appreciate hearing from you. Uh, or the what's more likely than the federal government rolling itself back? There's two things that are more likely: one that it just implodes and and goes away, yep. or two That's, that uh, somebody secedes and then it gets another. Clo- I think if it gets marginalized enough, what that's as, as it approaches implosion, and it gets marginalized enough. Then secession will become less and less of a pipe dream. Yeah, be less it, scary. It, right. There's not. There's less to leave. I think that um, by implosion, what I believe is going to happen is that the federal government is going to devalue the dollar and uh, mortgage. The, the futures of our, I guess, our great grandchildren, because at this point they've already mortgaged the futures of, the, of our children and our grandchildren, so they really don't have much left to mortgage. We've got more coming up here at 800 259 9231. Still going to talk about the free Keen cult and your calls as well. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. you got to do the shopping anyway. You might as well do it through Amazon, get it delivered to your door, and get what you're looking for at a great price. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Start your shopping there. We get a cut as uh, we continue here. All right, let's get into this thing, uh, this Free Keen cult, an attack piece, a hit piece from within the movement by somebody that I like personally. And I think it's unfortunate that he is, uh, is taking this path of self-destruction, of destro- just trying to destroy relationships that have been built over years in the, uh, the movement, the activism movement here, the liberty movement. Anyway, it's uh, by a guy named Ziggy, uh, but it's more importantly that it was posted by Dennis, who regularly calls this show, and we feature the things that he's doing up here, and then he attacks us like this. Because, Dale, you and I are both bloggers at freekeen.com. Well, you're per- so, perceiving it as an attack. It could very well yeah, calling just... uh, our website a cult, I think, is pretty much an attack. Maybe, that's so, what he did. maybe it's constructive criticism. Maybe, what, right, he's, well, let's find maybe out. what he's saying is, is, look, here's what other people around the world are saying, and this is what you're uh, you know, showing <laughs> yeah. the world. Well, what one lunatic uh, in uh, the UK is apparently saying. So anyway, we continue here. Uh, The rift he's talking about between the politicos and the civil disobedience crowd often seems to be about the tactics of each group. For uh, for instance, those who work within the political system will often bemoan that when anarchists undertake civil disobedience on some issues, they're often creating a backlash against the Free State Project as a whole. I'm pretty sure that a good number of those 10,000 who've signed up for the Free State Project and pledged to move to New Hampshire to campaign for libertarian ideals, in fact, have no intention whatsoever of moving to New Hampshire. 
though I might reckon that a majority of those who have signed up to move to New Hampshire to campaign for libertarian ideals in fact won't. I'm sure the number of free state project participants will increase, and therefore, logically, there won't be as as greater homogenization of liberty principle, because logically, the greater the number, the greater the number of different interpretations. Some might think it's a good thing to have greater pluralism within the libertarian community. Unfortunately, there are participants of the Free State Project who detest the Big Ten approach to libertarianism and want libertarianism to be a very rigid concept. Ian Freeman is a Free State Project participant. He is the main host of U.S. radio talk show Free Talk Live. And yeah, I think he's right here. Um, you do have a very rigid interpretation of what a libertarian is. I mean, I've, you've, you've decided you've pulled my libertarian card more, than, more times than I can count yeah, on and the Big show. Ten approach doesn't work. It's been shown over and over again that it doesn't work. It okay, was proven. So, so it's just true what he's saying, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, the Big Ten approach does not work when it comes to liberty because if you want people to understand what liberty is, you have to keep your message consistent. I, I, I will be I, I'll be halfway there. I'll actually go halfway to meeting with uh, what Ziggy says. You can't be halfway. And I'm glad to have him. I'm glad to have him here because I think that, you know, what, you know in Dennis, for instance, his uh, I, I even said I'm glad he's got excited people excited about the NHLA because a lot of those people you know in my opinion even though I'm not a big fan of the politics a lot of those people are going to get disillusioned when they have big expectations that get dashed and then and, and do a lot of work happens. or they do a whole lot of work and they get a little thing a little bone thrown to them here and there they're gonna they they eventually they get to some of them a few of them I don't know how many some of them will get disillusioned and and become anti-status and so. He's doing good work, even from a point of view, and my point of view of of doing something that I that I that is not for me. You know, right? There's I, it, it's not going to be for me, but uh, it is for some other people, and I can still see some good coming out of it. Right? So. There's I I'm not saying exclude people from 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 being active or doing things uh, that are positive to liberty I will work with anybody that is willing to work for freedom so I'll work with the socialists if they're trying to repeal the war on drugs and I'll work with the conservatives if they're trying to roll back a tax or whatever I have no problem with that but don't tell me you're a libertarian or don't tell me you're uh, you you love liberty when you're advocating to keep gay people apart or you're advocating to you know uh, restrict uh, the border or whatever I'm yeah. sorry you do not love liberty you do not understand what Liberty is. You may have this fantasy that you love liberty. You may believe that you, but what you really love is yourself, and you love the idea of you being free. But you don't like the idea of those other people being free. And letting those people into uh, the, the Libertarian Party, for instance, we've seen that the Big Ten approach has failed for them. They tried the Big Ten approach with the Bob Barr campaign. But in the Libertarian Party is an organization. Um, whereas the free that's state the only is place where really. a big tent really applies is within an organization. The free state right? project, almost by its definition, is is a sort of big tent, and that it's not telling people how to do things and, and how they should do it. It's just yeah. saying, you know, come here and. Right, and, and I've never advocated it. that people not do what they want to do or anything like that. And the, and the free state well, that, project. That's what gets me about this whole rift is that it's it really it doesn't need to be a rift just because some people only want to do a certain thing and not another thing. That's not a rift. Libertarianism, liberty lovers, the whole point of liberty is live and let live, is do what you want to do. If you don't like something, don't do it. And so I would say mm-hmm. to someone, if you, don't, if you don't have any faith in, in, in various forms of out-of-the-system out activism, don't do it. Just don't. And instead just of, get your nose out of it. Right. You know, stop nagging. Stop trying to control people because you're not going to. Sure. <laughs> they'll just, anyway, they'll just and, resent it. You know, and, and and like I don't like the other side, the other side of things. That, but I just don't do it. I mean, you well, know. if you spent time bitching and moaning about what the other side was doing, you wouldn't be getting what you wanted done. You wouldn't get. You wouldn't be able to focus on what you. Why not just focus on what's important to you? 
And that's and what gets me. I, I actually made that comment recently on a blog, uh, sorry, on, on a forum, was, was Dennis, you know, take this energy, all this negative energy, you're worried about a few people who are not doing what you want them to do, and direct it at a massive number of receptive people out there who will be receptive to what you're trying to get people to do. And it's just not, you're wasting a massive amount of energy on something that's not, just, just not an efficient choice. So uh, Ziggy continues, Ian seems to think he's the arbitrator of what is and isn't libertarianism. And Ian believes libertarianism to be the non-initiation of force absolutely. Yeah, that's what you, libertarianism used to mean to me when, uh, when I was involved in the Libertarian Party. I thought that's what it meant. I thought it meant that uh, you did not support the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. That's what you sign when you join the Libertarian Party. Ended up being that it uh, turned into this big tent thing where eh, as long as you support smaller government, you're uh, you're a libertarian. So I left the word libertarian, and now I, I like the, uh, the term voluntarist. I think it's far more descriptive of what I believe, and I think that if you are a voluntarist, then yeah, you better adhere to that principle of not aggressing against peaceful people, because that's what it's all about. Anyway, smaller government, he says, isn't good enough for Ian because that still involves some coercive force, even for the greater good that force is justified. Yeah, it, this is inaccurate. Um, you do advocate smaller government um, over no government. I'll some, take it. Sometimes I don't advocate it. Well, I mean, you, you would prefer it. Uh, you'll, you'll work towards it. Less violence is a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a constitutional libertarian, or as I'm a geo-libertarian, to the likes of Ian, you're an evil authoritarian. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say you... Uh, I don't think there really are very many evil people in the world. I think most people that are doing evil are people that believe they're doing good. I think, I think that, that's... The, I believe almost that that's the definition. Is that right, of evil? Uh, for me, like that's what I'm coming to, that, that, you, that you would have to believe something is good to go after it with, a, with the vigor that it takes to really be an evil person. I often pondered whether Ian suffers from Asperger's because, uh, from what I can tell of Ian, he seems trapped in his own thinking and seems seriously unable to empathize as to views that differ from his own. I pondered this, too. Well, uh, clearly I can empathize because I at one time held similar views. I like views. Asperger's. <laughs> one of the uh, – is that a sex joke? Uh, one of the complaints right. of Ian and his free keen followers from the and now this is where it gets uh, you know into the cult stuff here uh, free keen followers no I don't think that I mean besides people that might read the blog uh, I don't think we have any followers here one person made a comment on the free keen forum that if this is a cult we need to get more you know rigorous here we need to get people attending these meetings and, I'll, I'll become you know, the leader of the cult if I can get like a, a harem of Young men. Nobody follows anybody here. Everybody just kind of leads their own thing, and some people jump on board with the stuff they agree with. There's nobody that's a, that is this you know, charismatic leader, you think that, it's certainly not me. Do you think that people um, who perhaps maybe are outside the movement, whether they're geographically here in Keene or perhaps in, uh, you know, around the state, might view it this way, though? I couldn't tell you, Mark. I don't know what they think. I can um, tell you that they do. I can tell you that local politicians tend to think that uh, you lead these free. Like, they can think whatever people. the hell they want. I really don't yeah, care. I think what that's they probably. Think. I yeah, think but that you're acting like perception. you don't. Be- you don't. Uh, you don't know that they think that. And you know they do. I think that is the perception. I think it's yeah. because I've got a microphone, and that's why. They also think that about it's Sam, powerful. and it's because he's got a video camera. So we're more visible, and that's why they see us that way. You're busy, Probably. too. Probably, if they, yeah. if they take us out, you know, if they put us in a jail cell, that's when they get to find out that, oh, in point of fact, we weren't in charge of anything, uh, and that these people yeah. just do their own thing. It may take that they do their own <laughs> for them thing. to figure it out. <laughs> they might I just think do it, that. I think Mark's right. That's the perception. Whatever. Uh, one of the complaints of the followers saying, Adele, from Mark's the right. within-the-system activists is that the civil obedience he and his, I think he means just obedience he and his free keen followers undertake are disrespecting the wider community they live in it's something of a necessity in the realm of campaigning and political social change that you learn the art of diplomacy 
and compromise, especially if you have to directly deal with those of differing views. See, we're disrespectful. I'll compromise with people, but I won't compromise my principles. You're being disrespectful by doing your civil disobedience. You should be respectful, put on a suit, and go and run for office. Yeah, That's I, I what he's saying. I won't lie. I won't compromise my principles. I will try to compromise with people on a reasonable level. I Ian think that there, to, there can be disrespectful. But I'm not going to do it for political change because I don't care about political change. We're coming up here at 800-259-9231. I think he's saying that all of it is disrespectful because you're not working with the community. You're not working within the system. It's a common complaint. Hour three is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Death, its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija's. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live. I'm your cult leader, Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And uh, you can... <laughs> confused about this whole cult leader thing. <laughs> I still you... I want to be the cult leader and get a harem. For those of you uh, just tuning in, I've been accused of uh, being a, a part of a cult or the leader of a cult or something like that. We'll get into that here uh, in a little bit more detail and get right into your phone calls about what you want because uh, we were in the midst of it in the last hour. Uh, 800-259-9231 is the number. There is an attack piece that has been posted over at freestateblogs.net against uh, my, my website, freekeen.com. Uh, they're specifically calling me out, even though the site is populated by about a dozen liberty activists who uh, who can write whatever they want, uh, as long as it's a liberty liberty mindset uh, on the site. And the, there is no prescription at freekeen.com against political stuff. Uh, there's a local guy here that is running for office as an anarchist. He's an anarchist running for office. Now, some people would say that's not possible, but he's doing it. I think he is. he's a real principled guy. And he's running for political office. I've invited him uh, to blog at uh, at freekeen.com. So there's no uh, there's no prohibition on talking about inside the system things or anything like that. But this uh, guy over at uh, Free State Blogs is trying to make it look that way. And I just wanted to rebut some of his presumptions. So we will continue here. He's talking about how you need to compromise. You need to work within the system. You need to be diplomatic and uh, compromise uh, if you're dealing with people with differing views. But Ian seems to think that he and his free keen chums stamp their feet, then they should get their own way. Well, you know what? Uh, in fact, we have gotten our own way uh, in that uh, last night I was at the nightcap, and we hang out now at 11 o'clock at night every night in, in Keene at the Central Square Park, and there's uh, there's open alcohol consumption, and there's open cannabis consumption that, uh, that goes on there, and the cops drive by, and we've waved at them, and some of them have waved back. They don't all wave. Uh, but sometimes the cop will – there's like a local cop that will walk around the outside perimeter of the circle. <laughs> really? And they'll, well, they're, they're checking doors, which I'm fine with. I think that's a fine thing for a, for a peace officer to do, to make sure the doors in downtown are closed and locked at night. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, sure a store owner would appreciate a call if it wasn't. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, so, you left your door unlocked. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> they're just walking around checking doors as we're uh, partying in the park, and they never even – never have set foot – uh, over the, the several weeks now that we've been doing these, uh, they've never once set foot in the park. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, we did get our way and we didn't have to stamp our feet. We just acted like free people. 
Anyway, he says it's as if that's I disagree. That's by no means the uh, the end of the, uh, the civil disobedience activism successes. I mean, oh no, that's true. I'm just giving him the, the most recent one, uh, and it's a significant one too. It's as if I disagree, says the writer, with all the civil disobedience that Ian and his free chums undertake. The 420 protests, where they go and sit in the local park and smoke spliffs at 420 every after uh, after. Every afternoon, I thought was pretty obvious and does push the legalization argument. Obviously, there has been objections. Uh, I get more bad grammar from him. Have been objections from the wider community living in Keene. But having read, having reading the comment, should I fix it or should I read the bad grammar? I think that uh, I think that he probably it. writes in the manner that he does because he he speaks a a dialect that is uh, you know the the, the grammar uh, may be different in. I don't think. The Queen's English British grammar is that different. Cockney is by no means the Queen's. This doesn't English. strike me as 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 Queen's English. It's not Cockney English. You think either. he's Cockney? He's he has a Cockney accent. He's actually um, South African. Anyway, having read the comments in the local press, it's not people. It's not people have been saying they shouldn't be smoking marijuana because it's illegal, but they shouldn't be doing it in the local park. Rather, if they want to smoke marijuana. They should do it their own on their own property. The local park is for the use of everybody, and therefore some compromise is needed about what people should and shouldn't do. Well, wait a minute. If the park is for everybody... It's illegal on your own property. It's illegal on the park. There really isn't... That really doesn't apply. It has nothing to do with being in the park for it. Well, I mean... You know, and obviously the point is not made when people people have been doing it in their home. It hasn't uh, changed anything. What's happened is Central Square is actually a safe place to smoke marijuana. You're you might be more likely to get in trouble at home. Sure, you'd <laughs> you know be all they alone might bust your door in and no right. one's around, and uh, you don't have that safe zone for smoking it. This is actually a safe zone, Absolutely. at least at a couple of times a day when there's you know a fairly significant number of people there with cameras. If anything were to go down, and it that hasn't for months. And of course, it's so. always compromise in the direction of less freedom, right? He's talking about how we should compromise. I, I, you should compromise with other people who are using a certain space, and I, I would say you know. Just don't don't be rude to people, and if other people are, you know, no one's been there, rude. We've they, offered they, people well, beers. That that's that's my the point. Park. That's my yeah. point is that no one has done anything to get into the space or violate anyone else in the park, but, and but the and idea is, except in their own minds, right? Maybe. The idea is that because we're there, that some people don't feel comfortable, like say, bringing their children to the park, that kind well, of thing. The um the, the the dispute here is 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 someone. But, you know, it's somebody from outside the area. So he, what he doesn't understand about the uh, Central Square is that it has traditionally been an area where people go to to raise political issues and that mostly people don't go there for uh, recreation. Um, one might make, uh, you know, an argument on that. So may, maybe on some holiday they'll have somebody in the, under the pavilion or something like I've that. Seen, I've seen Occasionally you'll see someone, you know, it's a cute little area. It's not very big. So, okay, but, you'll see but, someone stop for a little while, maybe eat their lunch on a park bench yeah. or something. I mean, but but, but that's the, not but having the, a 420. But what's happening at the 420 things is not disruptive to anything. It's just disruptive to the people that don't want to see it, right? They want to make sure people that they who can want to control other people. Right. But, but that's it's pretty disruptive. much that controversy is pretty much over. It's disruptive to, to people who want to control other people and aren't getting their way. That's so, what it's disruptive to. So he says, oh, that's far too authoritarian for Ian and his free keen chums. Of course, those all uh, those all those living in keen all get a set. I'll get to say what shouldn't or should should or shouldn't be allowed to happen in the local park, but don't expect those from Free Keen to involve themselves in the system where they can have a say in what goes on in relation to the local park other than the possibility of mocking and obstructing. And while it's true that most of the activists in the Keene area are not involved in the, the political system, it's not true that all of them aren't. There's a local there's a few locals that go to the the Republican meetings, 
Uh, there's a guy or two, uh, one or two that go to the local Democrat meetings. Uh, and again, we're just at the very beginning here. This is the very beginning of this movement. More people are going to come here that are going to get involved in the political system. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I, I that's a good people, thing. I, you know, I try to be honest with people if they want to come to Keene, if you're into politics – um, there's probably more politics and more of a support structure in Concord for that. But the benefit you get if you come to Keene is you can be the big fish in a small pond. And you can look like the good guy, right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. pos- position yourself against the civil disobedience <laughs> folks, and you can, well, I'm not those guys. I'm me. <laughs> I'm well, trying to work come... through your system the way you want me to on your hamster wheel. I, right? I kind of feel like if you come to, to Free Keene to, to Keen and you, they find out that you're in any way involved in the Free State Project, that your political aspirations are dashed. Oh, you That's think? That's my opinion. I don't well, think so. Then you don't, you haven't really talked to the people that are actually doing that, have you? Yeah, Mark? I don't have that impression from the I people have. who are doing yeah, you it. You have. Well, I was just talking with Will May the other night, who's Me going too. to the Democrat meetings, and mm-hmm. he says that everything's fine there. There's Wasn't only he one not guy. Really welcome to the. Um, no, at actually, the, there the, was the one lunch. person making a stink, and that person got apparently chewed out about it. The one guy uh, who, the one guy <laughs> who uh, did not want him to come to the lunches, he's organizing those lunches. It's mm-hmm. a private meeting of private people, but the public, right? The the public Where meetings. The public meetings where they're all Democrats, he's getting along with people just fine there. So it's just that one guy. I I remember they were were turned away from a meeting by some lone... Lone, I don't want to call him a lone gunman, but uh, what's, the, what's the right expression? A rogue who yeah. basically said, oh, you're not you're not allowed here. And someone else got very upset about that. Uh, and, and several people actually got very upset about that, that someone was turned away. Uh, and yeah. he didn't have the authority to do that, uh, according to them. And, and they were and they and they, in fact, went uh, quite, you know, quite out of their way to, to try and make them feel welcome again because of that, because they got yeah. this He's been having of, positive conversations with people, Mark, uh, and things have been going well for him. It's just that one guy that's a total jerk. Anyway, yeah. and you're going to find that in any place. Whenever you're challenging the status quo, some uh, yeah, people well, are going to like you. That's what gets me is, is you know, there's going to be people writing nasty comments about you. Go do Democrat politics, and I guarantee you there are going to be Republicans writing oh, comments yeah. at least as nasty as what people say about Free keen folks. Think about all the Anytime name calling. You say, if you have a controversial opinion, people are going to result to, with, to some uh, really ridiculous tactics to smear you. It's, it's, to be expected. it's typical politics. Yes. In fact, if you listen <laughs> listen to the, the, the talk radio programs and how uh, vicious they can be to the other side, I the can't other political believe people side. can be so thin-skinned and try to take... You yeah. can't take on a controversial uh, position and be thin-skinned. Thicken your skin. You're going to have people trying to smear you if you say something they don't like. Yep, that's absolutely the case, uh, and, and we've seen it happening over and over again. And you see it happening within the, the political system. It's so common that you hear on talk radio, and we don't do this stuff on Free Talk Live, but on most talk radio shows, they have these little pet names for the politicians and these these uh, insulting, uh, poking fun at these other they're the other side, right? So they're constantly on, on the attack. Uh, and it's the, brutal. The it's vicious. It's as bad as anything we've heard about Free Keen yeah, people. Maybe I should just make up silly names about you, like Captain Dork Pants or something. You've like already that. done that. 800-259-9231. Sticks and stones. More coming up. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. Features including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers become law enforcement officers. It's an epidemic of police brutality and murder across our society. The answer? Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Check out freedomcam.net. They offer discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while you video. It's freedomcam.net. Rebutting misunderstandings, mis, uh, you know, presumptions. We're rebutting uh, lots of misinformation here in a hit piece that was put out against uh, one of the sponsors of this program, uh, my uh, one of my my blog sites, uh, where Dale and I are both participants. Uh, from Market, one time you have been in the past, and you've uh, been a recent guest blogger at freekeen.com, suggesting it's a cult. And that uh, we don't care about what other people think, and that people don't like us, etc., etc. And I think, as we just pointed out, whenever you take a position that is controversial, people are going to not like it. And, and try to smear you. Yeah, and that's what we've got going on here. So a little more, and then we get right into your phone calls. When the Free State Project came into being, says the writer at freestateblogs.net, I think those living in New Hampshire probably thought fair enough, because they thought it to be an organization that's a libertarian organization that will lobby for change within the system. But then the anarchists signed up. I've said it before that anarcho-capitalists often remind me of people who turn up at a party where people are content buzzing on beer and weed, but anarcho-capitalists want to get wasted on whiskey and smack. I've heard the, <laughs> I've heard those live in New Hampshire, particularly in what? the town of Keene, who aren't libertarian, say the FSP was okay until it was usurped by well, that anarchists. party thing. I, I didn't I didn't agree with him until the party th- that whole party thing, and that was incredibly persuasive. <laughs> now, what the hell is he talking I about? I don't know. It's so disjointed. What what about your something gargle blasters if this from, is, at the other night's that was, party? That was just a strong wasted, drink. Yeah. If this is the best uh, critique that there is out there of what's going on in freaking... What the hell is he talking about? This was worthy of a guest blog at freestateblogs.net. I mean, they must be desperate for, uh, for is good this, content. I mean, he's, you know, all you can do is like come up with this really stereotypical and farcical sort of notion of anarcho-capitalists as these like... You know, crazy smack doing folks. I don't know anyone who does smack. They and exist. I'm, but I, not all my friends are, are anarchists. It's like, I, he says, I find anarchists a nuisance because they're perpetuating a pipe dream that government can be totally dismantled or that government should be dismantled. Uh, like those people that had that pipe dream that humans could fly. You know, <laughs> those, well, those and guys, that's right? another that's another miscon. I think it's another misconception to say that. To being, you know, I can be against crime completely, but and and I think most people would say they are against crime completely. Doesn't mean that you believe you you will ever do away completely with crime. You should still be against it, right? That's Absolutely. what an anarchist is: is someone who's against, who sees government as crime, and they're against it. I and think that at it. times one can take a stand. Whether it's ever dismantled or not, you're against it. <laughs> Understood. I, I I get where you're coming from. However, I think that there are times when one can take the extreme stand, and it alienates the audience as opposed to bringing them to um, nearer to where you're looking for. And I think that that might be what he's addressing here. Well, I, that's why I don't call myself an anarchist because I think that term has got a lot of baggage associated with it, uh, and it's it's got a connotation of no rules, whereas a voluntarist does not have that connotation. But anyway, he goes on to say, I generally think there are no more. They are no more than an unhelpful nuisance. However, Ian Freeman and his free keen cohorts 
are dangerous. Free Keen started off as just another anarchist blog, but this guy's falling. This guy's falling. (laughs) You're going to destroy the movement. How many times has that been said about the activism up here? (laughs) You're going to destroy the liberty movement. At first, it was the marijuana thing. Then it was the topless girl. uh, And none of it destroyed anything in regards to the movement. But, but it, it, that's just it. But some people got upset and tried to smear us, which is what happens yeah. whenever you do anything remotely controversial. So I, you know, I, again, I just get it. a thick skin, folks, yep. and em- move on. Embrace Carry your, on. your principles and stand by them. Anyway, he says that uh, it's become commonly perceived of as an anarchist group due to the activities of Ian and the, the others who post on Free Keen. That would be you, Dale. Uh, what Free Keen really happens to be is a cult because of Ian's determination to advocate libertarianism as rigidly as the non-initiation of force. Many cults are founded upon black and white thinking, usually along the lives, I think he means lines, uh, usually along the lines of us ver- us and them with the them somehow being evil. And this is where he really goes off the rail and doesn't understand me at all. Ian portrays all government as evil and others involved in Free Keen attempt to portray those who work for government as evil and those who support their being government government as evil uh yeah go ahead and look i don't at think the, all uh, government evils on, no. is evil only monopoly government well no i think that uh, as i pointed out before the people in government are are some nice folks i mean i've talked i've talked to them i've i've uh, i've had lunch with uh, with some of them and, well, and I, yeah I, i'm not inclined to call any people evil I right mean, but I, this is the I, message i, I think here. they're evil you know i can describe Behavior. actions as evil and and even maybe certain institutions right. as the nature of them as being evil or certain premises they're based on as being evil. But I am very disinclined, as, particularly as a Quaker, to refer to people as evil. Right. Uh, one of our new bloggers on the site, uh, Brad Jardis, former law enforcement uh, member, has been blogging recently about how he's he's come to the conclusion that at one time he was a, th- a, th- a hired thug. Uh, that doesn't mean that he thought he was evil at that time. Looking back on it, he realized that what he did was wrong, that he hurt people, and he feels sorry about that now, and he wants to do everything everything he can uh, to make that better. And I think that we should uh, embrace these people that are in government as, as human beings that have been misled. They've, uh, they're believing something that is harmful to their fellow man, and uh, that's something that they need to be awoken to. You don't, you don't uh, by, by, if you think other people are evil, then there's no way that you can really believe that they can change, right? I mean, if, if they're evil, I, then they're the evil. That's the problem I have with it, and, and, and I've gotten that impression from some people is that they're just like evil to the core and, and the only thing to the only way to deal with them is destruction you know yet and, right. and and that's not how you yeah, that's not, not how we're going to get to the voluntary society no, it isn't. we're not going to get to the voluntary society by destroying anything you we're have to believe to have... in redemption you have yeah. to believe in that people can get better and and see the light and so forth so he says to somebody like ian freeman government is the enemy it's the sole enemy the single villain the way Ian Freeman talks about government being the root of all evil, it's reminiscence of anti-Semites claiming that all Jews being the root of all evil. The most dangerous thing about Ian and others involved with Free Keen, they think they're right absolutely, no matter what others say, no matter what the local community around them might think. Well, first of all, Ziggy, you don't live here, so you don't know what the community thinks. And all the people that claim to speak for the whole community obviously don't. They speak for themselves and maybe the handful of friends that they talk to on a regular basis. That's about it. And besides that... Uh, I don't consider these people my enemies. Again, this is this kind of this is a political mindset, you know, by the way, that that he's he's basically projecting his political mindset because he takes a position. He's a part I, of a political I take party. Particular issue with this notion of they think they're right and everyone else is wrong, and and uh, I, that's actually completely contrary to the whole notion of libertarianism. I actually think that the whole point of libertarianism is you never actually 
presume to be right because that's essentially what you're doing when you initiate force on others is like you i know i'm right i'm not going to argue with you about it. i'm not going to try to persuade you i'm just going to make you do what i know is right and and that's what we are rejecting and and, and the whole notion of it is that look I'm, I'm doing what i think is right and i'm trying to live and let live and you know i know you feel differently so do your thing just let's not use violence on each other it's his paradigm where people are enemies it's the political paradigm where there's an enemy party. There's the opposition party, the other side of the aisle, the right and the left. That's his paradigm and his perspective that he is projecting onto us. As far as I'm concerned, Freekeen.com does not share that particular viewpoint. We're all just human beings. Let's get along. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, You can actually use the site to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can submit different things that you find interesting. Maybe a, a video of some sort or a news post or... Or a blog or something. Anything you find interesting, you can submit to the site, submit the URL. Other listeners get to vote up or vote down on it, comment on it. And then the most voted uh, up will make it on the front page at the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to talk about them. It's all there for you, and it is free at freetalklive.com. Do you like your talk radio to yell bombastic slogans? Do you like to hear the word bombastic used in a sentence? Can you order Lysander Spooner, Peter Kropotkin, Emma Goldman and Murray Rothbard. Rothbard gosh, I do this Man, every time. That one last Rothbard by beard length. Is that almost a tongue twister? Well, they did put a tongue twister in there. Yeah. So. If you'd answered yes to any of these tongue twisters, then Thinking Liberty is a show for you. Thinking Liberty, the audio broadcast that turns listeners into DHS certified extremists. Tune in live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern to pick up your podcast at thinkingliberty.net. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Ladies first, Lauren is listening in Ohio to WAIS. Hello, Lauren. Hey, wow, guys. Deep water tonight. <laughs> What's on your mind? Um, hey, well, I called about uh, the American empire that I think we ought to be building, but I, I want to comment on a couple of things you guys were talking about. Sure. Uh, with regard to Ziggy, you know, don't, don't give Ziggy a break. He'll he'll get to the truth eventually. He's just frustrated. Yes. You know, you guys want to live in freedom. You want to live in an environment where others love and respect freedom and truth. And he thinks there's a solution within a system of lies, you know. And, you know, to win peace and freedom, you have to get to the truth. You know, what you do with it, it's your own business. But, you know, you got to understand no man, man made you. You know, no man has the right to consume or control any portion of the fruit of another man's labor. That's I love flavoring. your calls, Lauren. <laughs> I love your calls. Oh, good. Well, you know, this is a simple concept, but we've gotten it so is. far away. And, you know, I know everybody's got their own idea about what God is and what's going on there. But we do all understand nobody made us, not anybody on this planet. You know, well, I so don't know what dominionomics that means. is a no-no. <laughs> you know, no man taking dominion over other men. 
So, but anyway, um, um, the did you? I wanted to check out one thing too. The Goldman Sachs. This is how come we're getting rolled like this because we don't respect that there's a God that made us and that we have a right to control the fruit of our labor and to control our own lives and that no man has the right to charge us for air with a carbon tax or taxes to have a baby or have a dog or, you know, rent on your house, on your land. I mean, for, to, to who? To a bunch of thieves. Did you see where the Goldman Sachs got a $500 million fine? It was at the top of the hour when you... Um, no, I didn't hear that. Uh, they're going to have to pay the fine, I'm sure, to the government, right? Yeah, it's two weeks' worth of their profit. So they got a $500 million fine. They stole billions, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's insane. And the thing is, they've done such a good job dumbing down all the kids who've grown up to be adults and don't know or understand, you know, basic economics, history, you know, Hitler, Stalin, they don't get it. Freedom, you know, how to read, anything that matters. They've stolen it all. And the thing is, what did you think they would do? You're going to let the people who are setting you up to rob you educate your children. Mm, bad idea. Now, three generations into it, nobody understands what the hell's going on. <laughs> Probably no. more than three generations in. The government's been running the schools since, what, the late 1800s, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, but the, the snowball takes a while yeah, to really Yeah, but they didn't really, really have along. a good handle on everybody. I you see. know, You didn't have the mandatory regulations yeah. for school even in Ohio until 56. And, mm, okay. okay. And now, you know, people like me and homeschooling people understand, wait a minute, who the heck are you people telling me what I can do with my life and my children? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. So. Now, I love that question. Who are you people? Anyway, you're just a bunch of strangers. Well, with they're guns. the same people that just robbed. Goldman Sachs was in trouble for betting against the collateralized debt obligations that they sold to government institutions. Then they bet against them on the backside. This is what they're being fined for. Yeah. And we're letting them control our education. We're letting them control. You know, that's what I called about was the American Empire. I want us to grow our way out of our problems, a homegrown revolution. If it was good enough in 1888 to run the country, food, clothing, shelter, fuel, energy, um, plastics, biodegradable plastics, why are we using, you know, did you see the thing where bisphenol A, it's in the plastics, and they've banned it in a couple states now because it causes feminization of the males and... Do you see all that? No, I didn't. I didn't see is this the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the... Well, B- I mean, BP... you could use hemp, Okay. You could use hemp for clothes. We import it from 60 countries. Why the hell are we importing anything? I mean, if it because was good the DEA to be says Because the DEA says you can't grow it here. That's pretty much right, it, right? Right, but my point is, is it's not about people smoking marijuana. You know, you were talking about how, um, and by the way, everybody knows you're not a cult. <laughs> but, um, Apparently not. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just frustrated, really. People are very, look at if you're, if yeah. you're, He's probably like jealous. I, I'm I believe... who's really frustrated is the person who posted this this horribly written uh, post by someone piece. across the Yeah, but people the, are the, bored. They have, like, the no ocean. lives. I mean, they yeah. really... They, I think it's jealousy, really. TV, I mean, he's... They watch the world. They're, they're, they're watchers. Yep. They don't well, participate, To Ziggy's really. credit, he is participating over in the UK, uh, and he is... No, uh, he is, but he's, like, kicking his foot against the door. So, right. yeah, you're participating by getting your leg all broken up. Now you go to the hospital, pay the globalists a bunch of money to take care of your broken leg. Well, right, and, and yes, he's running against up against them. the brick wall of the system. You're absolutely right about that. And so then he looks over here and sees us having these uh, civil disobedience success stories, and he's jealous. Thanks for the call tonight, Lauren. I always appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Continuing with our lady listeners, Rachel is in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rachel. Rachel? In Colorado, going once. Rachel in... Oh, Raphael, I'm sorry, that's not Rachel. 
Let's try not a lady. Raphael in Colorado. Oh, that was great. Nice. Sorry, sorry about that, man. <laughs> no, no problem. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, uh, I just moved here from St. Petersburg, Florida. I used to live on the Gulf and uh, just moved here last week. I'm a 23-year-old, you know, I'm a young guy, a young entrepreneur, and what I, uh, you know, I, I really feel like I want to contribute, uh, well, I have been contributing. Um, we actually, uh, I was working with some scientists um, last year, and that were working on a product for about 30 years, made up of microorganisms that uh down the hydrocarbon and uh, crude oil. So, you know, what we did is, uh, you know, it's, so political, this whole entire oil spill. I mean, it's there's so many different things that's going on that people don't know about, and it's it's just not disclosed to prevent any kind of panic or whatnot. So, <clears throat> what I did is, uh, you know, this product is a uh, natural, naturally based microorganisms that pretty much remove the toxicity out of crude oil. And so I was like, you know, how am I going to do this? And I ended up. Uh, Getting introduced to the uh, the you know USF, they're one of the leading institutions that have their hands in the oil spill. They just uh, threw a, a hundred million dollar proposal to BP uh, about two weeks ago. USF, the University of South Florida. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so I ended up uh, showing them this product, and, and man, I'm telling you, they were so shocked. So I mean, the marine microbiologist has never seen anything like it. You know, and then uh, I got introduced to the petroleum biologist who, um, you know, who we just had our second meeting yesterday and went into an agreement um, uh, that they're going to use our product and do, uh, you know, and, and fund it to, you know, do a lot of studies on it in regards to the oil spill. And so, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm a young entrepreneur. I mean, I, I have a good team together, I brought together, and, you know, I'm the president of Spartacus Company, and, you know, the... The employees I have, you know, they're just, you know, anybody who I bring on is very like, you know, we're, we believe in the people, you know what I mean? And okay. we know like it's everything is there. You got to find the right door to get through in order to really make a difference. You know, people, I mean, especially people my age, I speak to somebody my age, they have not a clue. What's going on? You know what I mean. Well, a lot of people and, I think are pretty, uh, pretty oblivious. I'm not sure where it is you're going with uh, with all this. Well, what I, I mean, the the, the biggest issue is this. Uh, the 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 reason why I wanted to call and, and tell you a little bit about this is because the 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 issue with the golf spill, with the oil spill, is that the tell you uh, what, we'll bring you back and on- you can try to get to your point, but you better do it quick. It's free talk live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only a few moments remain. Uh, if you're on the line, we'll do our best to get to your call. I'm not going to give you the number at this point because we're in the remaining moments of the show. But it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the show. Want to support Free Talk Live? Become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into Free Talk Live and uh, LRN.FM and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Uh, freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up and get perks like the uh, amp-only call-in lines. Uh, forum, amp-only uh, podcast, and more. Amp.freetalklive.com as we continue here with your calls. Now, Raf- uh, Raphael is on the line in Colorado, and honestly, Raphael, it's been pretty tough to discern what your point is so far, so we're going to go ahead and give you another 30 seconds here to where you need to get to the point pretty quick, because we've got other folks that are waiting. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Okay, so the, the point about the, the product that I have is this, is that we know that the crude oil is out in the Gulf, and because there's such a vast amount of crude, as the sun beats on it, it, it actually breaks down the crude and it releases the, it releases the toxins in the air, which is benzene, hydrogen sulfide, and so forth, you know. And benzene, which cause, uh, is a, can cause uh, leukemia, and, mm-hmm. and hydrogen sulfide can cause uh, okay. it can cause so death. Okay, so what about it? It's, it's not stuff. good. What about it? So, so the issue is, uh, one is, why, haven't, why hasn't the EPA come out and tell, uh, uh, through the testing that they've done with the air, why haven't they uh, put that on their site? You the government I mean? lies they, to you, that's why. Go on. Now, yeah, tell I us know. what you want to do. And I totally agree. So what, what we do, I mean, what we have planned is to, uh, you know, we, we plan to disperse it, but since our product is naturally, they're natural microorganisms that actually come from the bottom of the sea, it's not like we're doing something like NALCO, where they're adding six of our own chemicals in the, uh, uh, that we use in the house that are, that are chemically engineered agents. I'll tell you what, I wish you the best you of know? luck with your product. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the number. Let's go to Ty, listening in Tennessee. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian, I finally got a kit for my uh, Part 15 AM transmitter, and I'm trying to consider some different ways to feed it. You know, I've got an internet connection, a broadband internet connection, and uh, I know that you've got the satellite up and running now, too, but I heard you mention uh, that you have an Internet radio, and I was wondering, you know, I'm trying to figure out what might be the least expensive way for me to feed LRN to this uh, transmitter. And I could use my computer, but then it would be kind of locked in. You know yeah, what I'm then, then you're running a computer for the purposes of just feeding audio to a transmitter. Yeah, I, I would recommend uh, some sort of device that is dedicated to just simply doing audio. Uh, Should pull, have something like that? Pulling audio. I, well, you can do different things. I mean, there's the Barracks, uh, Barracks box, which is like a couple Spell hundred it. bucks. B-A-R-I-X. Uh, I think the product is called the Xtreamer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with that, I've had some good experience with that. It's like just a little dedicated box that streams audio. Uh, and then there's also these internet radios that are, you know, more consumer oriented. Uh, that probably would get the job done for, you know, about a hundred or 120 bucks, something like that. Okay, yeah, because I was looking at the satellite, but then I'd have to get the receiver and a dish, and that'd probably be at least 200 bucks to get that set up. Yep, that's a couple hundred bucks as well. So yeah, any way you go about it, you're looking at probably spending at least 100 if not uh, $200 to get a dedicated audio device that's going to be able to feed and handle the feed of uh, 24-hour audio around the clock. 
What was the one thing you said? It was Extreme? The Barracks, B-A-R-I-X. If you search for that, uh, you'll find the company's website, The Extremer. It's uh, it's a really good product. And and one of the things we're going to do over at LRN.FM is we're going to add some of these products to the website so people can get an idea for what some of their options are so they can start their own micro station as as you're planning to do and put the uh, the ideas of freedom on the air in their local areas. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know that it's it's legal to set up one of these Part 15 stations. Yeah, that's what um, that is. In your community and you can broadcast to you know near, people nearby basically theoretically these stations can go the the part 15 a.m stations could travel for a mile or so Radial. i've heard yeah. some reports that they may get two but yeah. I, i'll be happy if i can just get a half mile and cover my neighborhood a half a mile is probably a pretty realistic uh, expectation and it all depends on a variety of different factors so your mileage may vary and the I, range master is supposed to be one heck of a piece of equipment of course it's it's a thousand dollars. No, it's like no. They've actually lowered the price on it because there's a competitor out there okay, now. Okay, so It's probably more like six to eight hundred dollars. Oh, it's been a long so, time since I've looked at it. Yeah. So there are different well, options, and we're going to be putting those up. Is that an antenna? No, that's a transmitter, actually. Um, transmitter. But, I just I just got this SS Tran AMT three thousand kit. It's less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. There's you know there's all kinds but of I different put options. It together. There's all kinds of different options out there, and that can be kind of a fun thing where you, you get a kit, and if you've got like a son or a daughter or something like that, you could put it together with them and you know do one of those uh, little father and son moments. It's got, it's got good reviews. It's a, it's a well-designed circuit, but I was just thinking right, right now the way I'm set up, I would have to kind of ded- dedicate my computer to that, and it would not work. That yeah, would that's, not work. I'd that's not... have to build another computer right. dedicated to it. Or yeah, you don't want to have a whole computer just to stream audio. It just doesn't make sense. It's a waste of power uh, and, a, and a waste of... Uh, it's really expensive, too. I mean, for the for the cost of what you'd pay for a few of those parts in that computer, you can have a little, little box, which doesn't take up much room at all, that just streams audio uh, around the clock. So good luck with that. And uh, as I say, we're going to be putting uh, more information up about that. It's on my list of things to do at lrn.fm on the broadcast page. Jeez, if the range masters are that cheap, I'm going to get one. Really? I'd love to have one. Aren't you paying off debt? Yeah, I, once I'm done, okay. I've only got a few thousand gotcha. dollars to go, for God's Just sakes. Sure. I mean, you, you you want to put my debt out there in everybody's business, for God's sakes. Sure. Everybody in America has debt, dude. I'm just saying. You, you act like to, it's a disease. Don't go and jump, <laughs> you, you know, don't go and jump into something like that. If you Thanks, Dad. I think I can hand, handle my finances. <laughs> just making sure you're, you're taking care God, of the right what thing. A, and, and the guy, Your creditor's believe, sitting here in this room. Can you believe the guy <laughs> accused him of having Asperger's? Can you believe it? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. It's It's the inability to properly relate with other individuals. Let's go. Uh, continue on here. Look, you're the one that's in debt, Mark. I'm just trying to help you out. Let's talk. You to, aren't in uh, debt. You don't to, owe any money to anybody. Nope. Let's talk to Paul in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your I, mind? I just earlier in the in the uh, on the night, uh, you guys were talking about examples of people who did civil disobedience and uh, how they, they a lot of them also kind of had the they supported the state or supported socialism and uh gandhi was mentioned in there and i just wanted to correct that briefly because i i certainly would consider gandhi a voluntarist uh you know he he definitely opposed state you know a big powerful state uh there i can read like a couple quotes here real quickly uh he says the state represents violence in a concentrated and organized form the individual has a soul, but it, but as the state is a soulless machine, it can never be weaned from the doctrine to which it owes its very existence. Uh, he says, in the ideal state, therefore, there is no political power because there is no state, but the ideal is never fully realized in life. Hence, the classical statement of Thoreau, the government is best, which governs the least. That's quite a statement. Um, yeah, he says, uh, 
Uh, he sure didn't get what he was shooting the for, did he? Increase in the power of the state with the greatest fear because though while apparently doing good by minimizing exploitation, it does the greatest harm to mankind by destroying individuality, which lies at the root of the progress. We know of so many cases where men have adopted trusteeships, but none where the state has really lived for the poor. Thanks for uh, sharing those here. He kind of missed the target, though, you know, with India being one of the most socialist uh, countries in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, one guy, uh, <laughs> sorry for one guy to completely control the uh, the progress that an entire country will make, but I would say he yep. pushed in right. Very good. I appreciate you uh, illuminating that, and thank you for thank the call you. tonight. Let's talk to James in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, James. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to kind of, I guess... Uh, I've been discussing with other libertarians and things, and there's kind of this misconception that big government and uh, big uh, big corporations aren't in cahoots. Uh, kind of like the gentleman that was talking a little bit earlier about BP. Wait, and That they are or are not in cahoots? That they aren't. A lot of people like to think that big uh, big corporations want laissez-faire government, and they oh, want... No. Uh, <laughs> they no, don't. No. They, want, they want their government subsidies, which is basically what it is. Uh, and I guess the best example that I have found that I just learned about is that you remember when, like, there was that little lead scare that came in the Barbie doll or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they're putting all these all these restrictions all over uh, all the toy makers, all the mom and pop shops that make oh, toys. Yeah. And uh, Mattel is one of the biggest backers of that. They absolutely. Write the legislation. I, I would say they're so in cahoots that they're almost a branch. They're just like parts of the government that, but, at this point. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, Mattel and Hasbro were both behind that uh, that legislation, which is crippling the mom and pop toy industry. It's also crippling. Uh, the aftermarket uh, kind of third, uh, I guess, uh, thrift store world or Goodwills, for instance, have had to throw out uh, baby blankets. They've had to throw out baby toys. Uh, they've had to just toss out literally millions of dollars worth of inventory of stuff that is uh, is not has not passed the new government lead free certification, and so therefore it's illegal to uh, to sell it. I mean, it's crazy this uh, this legislation. Well, and Mattel is the only one. They were actually given like a government sanction, or they were able to actually do in-house. You're supposed to go out of house. Everybody else to go. Everybody else in the country has to go out of house. But Mattel, for some really? odd reason, they've uh, yep, they've been able to secure basically a. They meet all the requirements that the government has set, so they can do it in-house. They'll test one Barbie doll every you know three or four hundred or whatever, and the rest of us are just kind of, or I guess you know, toy makers are basically just stuck. You know, going spending tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, this is uh, what they well, um, this is what they call in the ad business. They would call it an in-house agency. Um, you know, the, the the smaller people in the world have to uh, go to ad agencies that might represent them, whereas uh, the big companies have their own in-house agencies that uh, that take care of their stuff. Yep, you're absolutely right on that. And there's so many examples of this. Uh, we mentioned just this week the uh, or not this week, but we mentioned it this week that the, uh, the the cigarette regulations that were passed recently were supported by the big cigarette ma- uh, manufacturer, Philip Morris. Anyway, we'll see. You tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com attention all active duty members and veterans of the u.s military your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special va loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance or refi with cash out up to 100 percent of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. 
on your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.